What is up, guys? Welcome to Bears Country Podcast on Bears Country Productions. PJ, my man, Walt, the man. Dude, you, you make this whole show run, Walt. Thank you for everything. We're down a foster tonight, but we do have our guest, Vinny Parisi from the Barroom Network. And he was on last time. We had a great time. Couldn't wait to have you back on again. And I, I just kind of want to jump into this because... The title of the show. Is, oh, let, you know, let's. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm I'm overthinking because uh, of this new job. So let me just start over again and say, PJ, Walt, Vinny, how are you guys tonight? Let's start with you, PJ. I'm good. Thank you for asking. That's it, huh? Okay, Walt. <laughs> I'm doing good. How's your trip? Said, well, uh, I had a great piss earlier today. It was uh, it was remarkable. What's up, Vinny? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, guys. Appreciate you for having me on. Very excited to be here. A lot of a lot going on in the NFL world, especially in Bearland. So, let's go. And dude, you guys were awesome. You and Joe and Zim last time with the how you guys opened the show. It it's was hard chaos. to get you all. It's hard to get you all like together at one point in time because we want to do that again, and we will one day just to mess with you guys because we'll get some new guys. Like, wait, what's going on right now? I, um, I I would love to do that. I mean, those guys are awesome. It's hard enough. So we got South Burbs Hitman in the summer, but in the winter, it's hard to even get us all in one spot at the same time. So I'm um, I'm pumped. So am I. And um, maybe we can make it happen again one time soon. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I uh, tonight's header of the show, the thumbnail is, you know, what would Waldron do? Meaning. Or what, what does Waldron want? So it, it kind of came to me because uh, Mark Kazak and, and PJ, let's get, get, let's get to uh, chat really quick because we're out of order. I'm all messed up in my head. I, as people know, I've started a new job. People have been like wondering what, if I like, if I like fell off the earth because they didn't hire Jim Harbaugh because I was on a Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh rant. And it's not that it's, it's, it's my new job. So it's just uh, some training. It's 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 difficult to get through. Thank you guys for your support, PJ. Let's get the chat. Foster covers Jay Grizz, Mark Kazak, uh, Heidi Zimmerman. Heidi's in in the house. Yes, Cliff Victoria. Cliff. Um, Jay Grizz. Did you say Jay Grizz? Yes, Jay Grizz. Huh? Joe Treviso. Joe, and what's up, Joe? Yes, so welcome, guys. Welcome to the chat. You, you guys do chat. You guys do a great job of having conversation before we come on. I, I appreciate that, man. That's that, that's 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 pretty cool. That is awesome, man. Hanging out and before the show even starts, man, that's and what's starting up. your own conversations. That, that's what's up for real. I mean, uh, oh, in the huddles. Oh, that's that's Walt. Walt Walt give me on that every time. <laughs> and then me too. I'm like, oh, oh, there's, oh, that's in the huddle. That's Walt. <laughs> so, um, I know there's been. I'm, I've been getting texts from like Cliff and uh, even Foster told me like everyone's been wondering what happened to me because you know is it because we did not hire Jim Harbaugh and I'm sitting here uh, watching Jim Harbaugh getting hired by the freaking uh, Chargers this week. And then I heard that there's been some speculation that he 
publicly said that he actually wanted the Bears job, and it was only if they drafted Caleb Williams. I can't so believe that, he said that publicly. If he did, yeah, I can't. Or no, his publicist might have put that out there. I don't know if there's any truth to this, by the way. All I'm yeah. saying is, you know, Mark told me that Mark Kazak, and I asked him where he got that information. He said Twitter. So I know Twitter is a bunch of BS anyway. So have you guys, any of you guys, heard anything about this subject? Because I'm 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 disconnected from the world right now. No, not at all. Jeremy PZ, what's happening? Uh, but PZ, no, I, what's up? I don't think. Um, I mean, look at it from look at it from um, the Chargers' point of view. I just hired this new guy, and he's saying that he wish he would have got another job. I don't. I don't see how he would he could say that and still be a good graces. True. I, I just, that'll just. I mean, even the whole fan base would be like, wait, what? You know, so <laughs> if you were a Chargers fan, you'd be like, "What in the? Are you yeah, and then, well, because I did hear what he's making, what five years, twenty million dollars per year, or something like that. So I, we're we're paying you all this money, and you really didn't want to be here, right? Wait, so, twenty million a year? I think that's what I heard. I think Bragg said that today on CHGO. I think so. Don't quote me on that, but I think I I think that's what I heard. No. Vinny, any news? Well, you said no. So, Vinny, have you heard anything? You're like you're more in tune to the to this reality than we are. So, I was just even doing a little extra research just now, and it doesn't seem like. I mean, I'm sure people have said that that's the truth, right? That Harbaugh went out there and said, hey, if the Bears draft Caleb Williams, I'm going to be all in on being their head coach. But the truth of the matter is the Bears never fired Matt Eberflus. So, like, Harbaugh was never offered a job with the Chicago Bears. And Ryan Poles, I do know this is confirmed. He was asked in a press conference about Jim Harbaugh, and his exact quote was, I haven't talked to him. He's the coach at Michigan. Obviously, he's not the coach at Michigan anymore. We don't know what it was that made him leave this offseason as opposed to other offseasons. He was this close to being Minnesota's head coach. He was this close to being Denver's head coach. He ended up getting neither of those jobs back-to-back years. Goes back to Michigan. He's in the college football playoff both years that he was supposed to leave. He wins the whole dang thing one of the other two one of the two times. It's been an incredible run for him at Michigan. There are some off-the-field things going on with Michigan. You don't know if more penalties are coming down the line, you yeah. know, if he stays. Now it's yeah. going to get all swept under the rug because he's not in the NCAA anymore. The NFL isn't going to punish him for anything that went on there. And so, you know, it's all just a little bit weird with the whole Jim Harbaugh situation. But I think if there's one thing we learned um, in the NFL, it's that if you – unless Tom Brady's your quarterback – Having your GM also be your coach is just not necessarily a good idea. You need to have a GM and you need to have a coach. And if the GM feels that a quarterback is the dude, then you get a coach that agrees with it and is ready to roll with it. If you got a coach that is disgruntled at who the quarterback is, then all of a sudden it's not a good fit anymore. You know, there needs to be kind of some separation of powers, if you will, if you're going to run an NFL team the correct way. Like you think about all the elite teams that are left, you know, think about Detroit. The GM puts a great product 
in the locker room and on the yeah. practice field and MCDC, as they call them up there in Detroit, they, he, he gets these guys going and they, he gets the most out of them. So I don't know if Matt Eberflus is going to prove to be the long-term answer after the season was over. If you would have asked me what they should do, I, it was pretty predictable that it was going to be this crazy coaching carousel this offseason, but it wasn't a lock. So I understand where they're coming from on that. But it's like, okay, if you fire Eberflus and you don't hit on Harbaugh, is the guy who's plan B going to be worse than Matt Eberflus? I don't, I, I highly doubt that. Right. But, you know, you see a bunch of teams around the league just poaching offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators um, from other teams and making them their head coach. And some of these guys deserve it. But uh, for Harbaugh, he's he's not going to have control over a team the way I think he thinks he's going to. Even the Chargers, uh, maybe the Chargers, they're kind of a weird, bad organization overall. But he's he's got an elite quarterback there that if you can't win with him in the NFL, I mean... Well, I don't I know think, what to tell you. I think one of the, the, the important things, though, is being a head coach, you got to be flexible. Yep. And if he's just – if it's true that he just, hey, I, Caleb Williams or Buss, you can't, as a coach, have that attitude because, heaven forbid, we draft uh, Kevin, Caleb Williams, he breaks his leg in uh, training camp, and what, what are you going to do now? Okay, I can't coach no more? No, I mean, you got to – be able to be flexible. I mean, and if you look at the tape enough, I see a lot of similarities between Caleb Williams and Justin Fields anyway. So to be so animate about, oh, I just can't take this $20 million a year job. If it's true, that's what he's getting. Uh, I can't take this $20 million because, oh, I can't get my guy. For $20 million, I coach doggone Brett Favre. <laughs> I mean, can, you, can you please just, just, uh, 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 exponent, like describe what you see in the characteristics that are the same between the two quarterbacks. Well, I see a lot of times that they, uh, when they drop back uh, mm -hmm. at this point, at this point, they won't hit that first read as soon as he get open. It's like they they're better uh, with the off scripted plays. See, like well, they make more of those off scripted plays. Okay, I don't hit this guy right on time. I scramble around a little bit. Now the guy becomes open again. Now I can throw the ball. Uh, they're both good at, you know, creating. Um, those are the things I'm looking at now as far as. Uh, but here's a, here, here's a narrative that we get stuck up on. I think that we, we worry about, oh, this quarterback, Justin Fields, missed this pass. Or Caleb Williams, he missed this pass because he didn't see the guy he was wide open. Not a quarterback in the league throws, hits a guy every time he's open. Not one. And we we nitpick so much that it's like, oh, he missed this guy. He was wide open. And it's like every quarterback does that. I think the biggest issue that I see with Justin as far as his play goes, when he drops, it, his, his drop back is kind of slow. Therefore, it's like kind of like it, it's kind of slow. So it seemed like it's throwing off the whole timing of the whole play. So if he actually dropped back quicker, as soon as he hit that back foot, he's, he'll be ready to throw. And if that guy ain't open, then go to your next read. But that's what I see uh, from my, I guess, uh, unin uninformed eye as far as knowing the ins and outs of what a quarterback's supposed to be doing exactly.
Mm-hmm. Interesting you brought that up, DJ, too. You're talking about drop back speed. Just go back and watch him in his first year right out of uh-huh. Ohio State with Matt Nagy. Right. There's a, there's a definite change as we went from, you know, Nagy and Laser to Luke Getze. Yes. In terms of drop back. Like, notice. Yeah, see, see, like, a, if so. you notice, seem like it's like his right foot, I think it is. Seem like it's kind of like dragging when he's dropping back. And it's like, why mm-hmm. is he not like chop, 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 and, you know, get ready to throw it? Chop, 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 and go. Because I see, like, you know, that one quarterback drill where they stepping over bags or something as they're doing a practicing their drop back in practice. And that teaches you to, you know, hit this, you know, get your steps and uh, release the ball and seem like he's kind of like, I don't want to say lazy, but it's like real slow with that kind of like dragging his right leg. And I'm like, what is that? And I, it, it baffles me. Yeah. Well, I think we even mentioned somewhere in an early show, maybe during the training camp that yes, he talked about changing up his footwork a bit. So yeah, I remember that. him saying, you know, which foot would be forward. Yeah. You know, like his left foot compared to his right foot or something like that. And he had Justin change it because Rodgers did it a certain way, mm-hmm. which didn't make sense to me then either. So I'm like, okay. So, Dan, you were talking about Harbaugh and going on with his Michigan stuff. I did just find this article they were talking about. I guess Michigan had an issue with um, some sort of contract language going on. So the quote here says his lawyers want is Harbaugh won a contract language that would protect Harbaugh. Michigan finally caved on the major issues that had hung up the deal for months, the source said. Uh, and it goes on to say that Harbaugh could not have be fired for any level one or level two sanctions he might be faced based on the alleged misconduct of Connor Stallions, the low-level staffer who allegedly orchestrated the illegal scouting sign ceiling scheme or any other member of his staff. Hmm. So it looks like that's what caused him to go jump to the uh, chargers there. Now, isn't the contract on Michigan's table was 10 years, $125 million? God, <laughs> Not I, sure. I, I, I <laughs> thought that's what I heard, that that's what, you know, they uh, they have a contract for him for 10 years, $125 million. Now, if it's true, if, it, if it's true that what he's getting from the Chargers is five years, $20 million per, so... I mean, we're talking big money. I mean, that's big, big money. And it's like, all right, he don't have to, he can get almost as much as he could from Michigan, but he's getting more per year. And there is no way in hell the Bears would pay that, Tim, no matter how much money they make. Absolutely not. I mean, especially when you're trying to buy, build a stadium too. So you want to need as much money as you can get. So, yeah, I don't see, yeah, I I, I don't see that. I mean, but that's like, but paying him that much money would be an investment towards the future of a new stadium. Would you not agree, Vinny? Yeah. So I'm actually I'm looking it up now. He owes Michigan money for Whoa. coming to the NFL. Um, he's they're due 1.5 million for his move to the NFL. Um, I think the team pays it though, the Chargers. So it's pennies for them. He got the he contract. Gave up his salary, didn't he? I think it's. I remember hearing that he like he gave up his salary to the to the lower people on the totem pole uh, at, at Michigan. Am I wrong or right about that? A couple uh, years ago, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, that actually does sound familiar. I do remember yeah. something like that, but it's it's one of those things. He only if if it was a ten year deal, it was in 2015, so he only had two years left on it. No, that's um, the, that's the deal that he had on the table now. 
Oh, 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 gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, because it, he was due to sign a new contract. Got it. So, yeah, that's why I was, yeah, so that's why I'm like, okay. Uh, but but that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you look at it, like we were saying earlier, so if here you is uh, Monday morning after the last day of the season, you don't exactly know who's available right now. So Bears don't have it, their press conference that day. They don't have it Tuesday. I don't think they had it until Wednesday. Wednesday, all these coaches were still uh, being hired. No one was really fired. So you're like, okay, uh, what am I going to do? I mean, if Har if Harbaugh is my number one choice, am I guaranteed he's going to come? Because he's we talked. He talked. They said he might come last year. They said he might come the year before that. But he never did. So is he really going to come? I really can't put my eggs in that basket. And if, let's say Harbaugh is my number one choice, but Flus is my number two choice, how can I then have this conversation about getting Harbaugh if knowing that, okay, well, if he don't come, I can only have an official conversation with Harbaugh if I fire Flus. So if I fire Flus and then I talk to Harbaugh, did Harbaugh don't want to come? I can't go back to Flus. So what do you do? So listen, you, you know there, ha there has to be some, like I said, interwebbing of nerve endings that like end up from Kevin Warren to Jim Harbaugh to go. Is this true? Do you want Caleb Williams? It comes back to him and his nerve endings back into into Kevin Warren. He's like, well, I'm not even gonna fire or make polls or we're talking about this together polls and i we're right. not gonna make him fire Eberflus because we know that justin is our guy we, we're, well, we're gonna he, justin if he wants caleb williams and that's the that's the defining factor because we believe in justin and without well, even that you gotta think about it like this though maybe, maybe because i believe this i believe polls is like he really doesn't really know right now he may be leaning towards justin but he's like I really want to get into this background of Caleb. I really want to see these workouts with Caleb, but more so I really want to get to know him and maybe Caleb does become the guy for him, but he just doesn't know. So he wasn't going to make that commitment is what I believe. He's like, no, nah, I just can't say flat out. Oh, I'm going with him because what if I find a boogeyman in this closet? I'm not going with him. So therefore, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be hung hamstrung as a uh, GM either saying, Hey, yeah, you telling me that only way you would come if, if this guy, if I get this guy? No, nah, man, I don't, I don't even want you. And, and listen, I, I love the debate and the and the 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 debate that this brings along not not arguments or conflict, but that brings upon the conversation to to talk about the differences between um, having Justin Fields progress into year four of of his you know um, career with year three of an offensive coordinator, as opposed to him having restart all over again with a new offensive coordinator in year four, so that we can all talk about the freaking excuses that that's going to make us have. Well, it's his offensive coordinator. They just couldn't get that right. Well, we've been down that road. I'm sick of going down that road. So so if you, in, in polls we trust, we, we have said this. So if you um, go and get a new offensive coordinator and you – you you roll with that guy, which I think if you're going to get anyone to perform this task with Justin, it would be, of all the guys, maybe for the fact that he would get a head coaching job and then you would lose him and have to start all over again in two years. That's why I was kind of leaning towards 
you know, some of the some of the guys that might not be looking for a head coaching job or might not be able to get one again, uh, as opposed to somebody that's looking for one. So now you hired the guy who most likely can um, develop Justin, considering what he did with. I mean, I thought that Geno Smith Smith was when he was drafted was I was like, what? Like this guy, how how has he stuck around this long? And Shane Waldron did do something with that guy. And he did work with um what's his name before that. So by their by them hiring Shane Waldron off the bat told me that they are keeping Justin Fields. So if if this rumor or whatever is fact or not about Harbaugh, it would make perfect sense because if they did their they're, they're like nerve-ending feelers around the league and found out that, okay, we want we want to keep Justin. We, we want to get somebody that can actually develop him. And I, and I, I see a reason why for that. He did improve uh, from the injury this year on. And if you get someone that can work with him in a different way to make, uh, to get the best out of him, you could, you could, I'm not, it's, it's not all out on Justin, but it was, it is always, always been for me. Like if you, are starting over again, just go get somebody that you're going to start over again with, and then you might as well, on a secondhand nature, just reset that uh, quarterback clock so you're not paying him and having to force your team to, you know, uh, now you have to either A, commit to the fifth-year option by May or not. So if you do, it says you're all in. If it doesn't, you say, it says, uh, well, we're, we're, stern, we're stern out there. But you, you passed up on the first pick in the draft with somebody who – and we're, I'm not, I'm not going to say the word generational, but when somebody comes out like this, that's been talked about for years, and everyone has talked about this guy being the next great quarterback and has, having all this potential, and we sit here with two years in a row with the first-round pick, to me, it, it's like you're resetting the OC, reset the QB, combine them together, and let's roll. And you can you can take the picks you get from Justin to do something with that, even though it's not the picks you're going to get for that first round trade, the first pick trade, it still does help build your team. So the hiring of Shane Waldron to me says we're keeping fields. That's what, what I see. Think? What do you think, Vinny? So I've always been a proponent of marrying a quarterback and a coach in the same offseason. So they didn't fire Fluce. They didn't. Are they? Does that mean they're going to keep Justin Fields? Shorty, I'm very interested that you see the Waldron hiring as like a hint that they're going to go Justin Fields. I was never in my brain. I was never more confused by what was going to happen based on that hiring. I feel like that gave me no hints. You make a lot of good points. I'm not saying I disagree with you, but when it first happened, I was like, well, that doesn't tell me their intentions in any way, shape or form. Cause I'm like, there are two ways you can look at it. Waldron can either come in and try and, re-get more out of Justin Fields the way he did with Geno Smith. Or they could be bringing him in to run an offense that is suitable for Caleb Williams, who plays over there on the West Coast uh, in college and could be trying to start from scratch. I do find it funny. A lot of times offensive coordinators are products of who the quarterback is. I, I know there are good offensive coordinators and there are bad offensive coordinators. Like Matt Canada and yeah, Pittsburgh was terrible. Yeah, it does go vice versa. There's no doubt. But, you know, everyone loved Luke Getze. Oh, we got Luke Getze? 
we got the guy from Green Bay, the uh, that offensive powerhouse that was the Green Bay Packers when Luke which, got by, which by the way was a Kevin McCarthy hire, not a uh, a Lafleur hire. He retained e- him. So exactly, exactly, and so and Lafleur, he's part of that great coaching tree from Washington that like right. pumped out elite head coaches all over the place. You got what's his name in Miami? Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Lafleur was the quarterbacks coach, I believe. And it was John McVay. J- McVay. Yeah, McVay. McVay was there. Uh, was was who was the head coach though? Was it Jay Gruden? Jay Gruden. No, was it, it was a uh, Danny Shanahan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so I'm I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, the offensive coordinator. You have to figure out what is going to happen at quarterback. Otherwise, your franchise is going nowhere. I'm looking at Caleb Williams numbers. And last year he won the Heisman Trophy, right? As a sophomore at USC, he mm-hmm. was the best player in college football. He had 500 attempts. He completed um, 66% of his passes, and he had 4,500 yards and 42 touchdowns to five interceptions. Okay, pull it back to this year. He actually had a higher completion rate this year, 68% of his passes. But the yardage was down. He had 900 less yards. He played two less games, Um, which I don't remember him playing two less games, but he did. He only threw 30 touchdowns and only five interceptions still, though. So the interceptions are down. The touchdowns are high. The yards came down this year. Something was weird about USC this year, too, as a, as a whole. I don't know what it was. They, they weren't as good as a, as a team as I thought they were going to be. But, you know, Caleb Williams not having the Heisman Trophy season is definitely uh, a contributing factor to that. But I look at that sophomore season that he had, and I'm like, it is really tough to think about passing on Caleb Williams for a guy who if you combine all of his passing yards in his NFL career, it mm-hmm. would barely be oh, like a good season, like a, one good season. I mean, if if you take uh, how many career passing yards does Justin Fields have? It can't be it can't be like this all time great number through four years. My computer's taking a million years to load, but I mean it's six thousand six hundred and seventy. Okay, so he has he has that's that's more than a good season if it were one full season. But and and he's got a lot of rushing yards. He's a world class athlete. I like. I think he's an incredible like dual threat. But it's just it hasn't worked for the Bears. It hasn't led to scoring a lot of points. It hasn't led to winning lots of football games. And quarterback wins are not a quarterback stat in a lot of ways. But being a winning team, I think, does reflect a lot on the quarterback. You think who are the five best quarterbacks in the NFL? It's probably some combination of Mahomes. Allen, um, Lamar, uh, Burrow, but he was injured, so it's hard to think about him. The Bengals aren't in the mix. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud is probably in that mix now. Bears fans aren't going to want to hear that. Let's not forget everyone gagging on Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, Brock Purdy, exactly, exactly. Uh, even Baker Mayfield had low-key like a yeah. top-10 season. But, you know, it's a quarterback-driven league, and when you watch the Bears, I don't miss a game. I love watching the Bears. But then that three o'clock game starts when they're done. It doesn't even look like it's the same sport when you watch <laughs> the Bears and then another team after. Like there are times that offense is just so stag. And I'm sorry, I I'm not saying move. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer right now. I think it could literally go either way because it also wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if they keep Justin for this year. 
he stinks. They get rid of him next year. They bring in a new guy. That guy stinks too. But Justin goes somewhere else and succeeds. Atlanta, let's say, or something. Well, I, that- I've, I've, I've put this out there before to people that say that. Like, name a quarterback who was drafted in the first round, failed on said team, and was traded to a new team and became a superstar. And there's been there's been a lot of debate about that in people's like in barroom chat and stuff like that. And actually, one of the two there's two answers that. Uh, you might know who he is. Um, um, uh, um, oh God, I can't, I'm so fucked up from work. Um, immediately, uh, immediately, Geno Smith he, came to mind, but he wasn't a first rounder. So. No, he pointed out um, um, Jim Plunkett. He was the first round pick. He was traded okay. to the Raiders, and then and then he pointed out Doug Williams, who was the first round pick. But did Doug Williams actually become a superstar? He won a Super Bowl, but was he a superstar? I don't know. He yeah. Make a for that. But he won uh, a Super Bowl, so enough set. Yeah, so, but like, so did Nick I, Foles. Yeah, but he wasn't a he wasn't a first round pick. No, but I'm saying like winning a Super Bowl it doesn't. Cornelius Squalls. That's that's who he is. Cornelius yeah. Squalls in yeah. that case. People in the so, chat are pointing out Favre and Breeze, but like, okay, the, but, when Favre left. He was forty. Like. Okay. But Favre and... wasn't a first round pick, and neither was Breeze. You can't. No, you can't, they're not first round failed picks. Yeah. By failed, I mean didn't take that team to the next level and got traded, and then took that team to like to where he, they became a like a, a when you say superstar, like or he's going to like become a great quarterback for another team. Like if he got traded, it would be for a reason. It wasn't because he was going to become a superstar on another team. Steve Young was on a first round pick, J two K. So it has to be a first round pick, and J J two or uh, Justin Fields was number eleven in the first round. That's a pretty high pick. It's That's right a, there around Mahomes and Watson. Yeah, of course. So, and like, that's for, a whole for, other story. I love. I I I I understand that we have seen growth out of Justin Fields, but for the last ten years or or less, we've seen like quarterbacks just come out of the gate, and they're. Winning an MVP in year two, and by year one, they're like taking their, their team to the playoffs. CJ Stroud, insert here, insert here. You know, Justin Fields has been, and whether or not you want to keep blaming, this is my point. If we keep blaming coaches for this, like Kate, like Jay Cutler, listen, Ron Turner took us to the Super Bowl with freaking Rex Grossman. So if you're gonna give up on on Ron Turner after one season with Jay Cutler because he threw. 27 touchdowns, by the way, the second most in Bears history, to 26 interceptions, I think is the most in Bears history. And you're going to call that out on Ron Turner and then put Jay Cutler through this recycling of offensive coordinators to where you're always going, well, Jay Cutler has this and this and this, but it was the offensive coordinator. Well, I feel like as a Bears organization, they're doing this again. They're going down the same road. Let's just uh, fix the Let's 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 fix the offensive coordinator position in year four. Steve Young was a first overall yeah, pick. I was, gonna, I was gonna say short. I don't want to interrupt, but Steve Young was selected first overall in the '84 supplemental draft from the USFL and CFL players. Supplemental so draft, really, really, really supplemental draft. It's it exists here, dude. Uh, enough said. Supplemental draft. It's not the draft. I just so, I heard a lot I, of uh, crap coming out. Williams was going to go into the supplemental draft because of the Bears. So is yours be the same thing? But see, I just don't understand the importance of where the guy gets drafted at, whether it's the first round, second round, so third my round. My point is, 
Name me a first round it, because but when you're drafted in the first point? round, it means if, if you're drafted in the first round as a quarterback, it means you have high expectations for that quarterback. And if you don't make it on that team and get traded, name me another player who has become a superstar on the team he was traded to. I mean, Jim Plunkett could be the so only that, So according to that criteria, would not Steve Young qualify simply because he, although he was in a supplemental drive, draft, they still had high expectations for him. Oh God, really? Come on, he was really? Drafted. Are you going to use that on me right now? Like if we, if we said, oh well, maybe we can get a great quarterback in the supplemental draft. Let me finish my point. My okay. point is, he would have been first overall had he not even went to the USFL to begin with. He only became uh, for uh, in the supplemental draft because he went to the USFL. But Same so, way with Herschel so, Walker and all these other people. That's what I'm saying. But so why would like you enter a supplemental a draft? Huh? Why would you enter a supplemental draft if you could be the first pick in the first in the actual draft? Because you went to the USFL. Same way with Reggie White. So if 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 I'm if if I'm the Chicago Bears and I got a player who actually goes to the USFL and is playing, I'm not going to draft him number one overall. I'm going to draft him in my supplemental draft. Because they're already playing in another league. That's what happened with Steve Young. That's why he wasn't drafted high because he was already playing in USFL. Yeah. yeah was, but, okay. To your point, PJ, it was it was saying that he got drafted 11th overall in the 84 USFL draft, but there was some talk that he was more than likely going to go first to the Bengals in 84. So that's also, so he would have been a first round draft was one of a kind. Huh? <laughs> G2K saying the. 84 draft uh, supplemental draft was one of a kind. It was. Does Stafford or Goff fit your criteria? No, because they Stafford they were was good. Yeah, he was good. He was like he wasn't a he he wasn't a failure. Uh, and neither no, was Goff. not at all. No, yeah. not at all. <clears throat> failure. I mean, you know, Justin's not a failure. But when you're talking about uh, living up to the expectations of what you think that player is. And he doesn't. That means failure in what I'm talking about right now. So, did I, kinda, I, guess, I guess you could say Goff was that, but he took the team to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and you they lost like the Patriots. Like I think Goff yeah. was he had a bad rap in a lot of ways, and you're seeing it with Detroit. I do think Justin is kind of a failure. Like I'm not saying it's permanent. I'm not saying it can't be you know developed. Still, there's it's not over. He's still young, and he's shown plenty of promise. But like he's won, the Bears have won eight games with him as the starting quarterback in three years. So like that's and again, wins aren't a quarterback stat, but quarterbacks do elevate the level of play of the entire team. But I would say this though, if and they you, won two more if, by the way with the backup. If, if you're comparing apples to apples, I would say look at Justin in college and look at Caleb in college. As many yards as Caleb thrown. In college, he has not taken his team to the playoffs. Well, that's Just interesting. That's interesting, has. PJ, because Just I said, PJ, that's very interesting because I sat my wife down who knows nothing about this conversation. And I said, I want you to, to tell me what you see with your eyeballs. So I showed him, I showed her, not him, I showed my wife her um, uh, videos of Justin Fields in the NFL. She's like, yeah, I know. I've seen this. Okay. Then I showed her. You know, videos of Caleb in college, and she was like, 
wow, 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 wow. What was that? And I said, okay, just to be fair, let's compare that to Justin Fields in college and let's see what the difference is between those two in college. And she went, I see more potential if you're going from college from what he had, Justin, to what has, uh, Caleb Williams has. And, and what I'm watching, just a, my wife, who knows nothing about football, just passing the eye test, said that Caleb Williams, she would draft Caleb Williams over Justin Fields if it was the same draft. Do you see Caleb Williams changing the way he plays once he gets to the NFL the way Justin Fields has, though? Justin Fields was a pocket passer at Ohio State. He comes to the NFL and he becomes the lowercase version Peyton. of yeah, yeah, like he, he plays a very similar style to the way I, – I don't want to necessarily say he plays to the way Lamar plays because Lamar – you you watch him and you're just like, that dude's just a little bit different but like in terms of his explosiveness and just his ability to be great. But like I don't even want to say Russell Wilson, but like a mobile quarterback. He is a mobile right. legs first quarterback in the NFL where that was just not the case in college. And I, I don't foresee Caleb Williams changing the way he plays – from college to pro quite as much. So that gives me, I don't know. I, I'm, if you, I'm if you compare apples to oranges, though, Justin is a lot more um, upright, like a little bit more, um, I don't want to say robotic, but he's just kind of, he's upright and kind of stiff. And but and Caleb Williams is like a little bit more athletic and, and has more shiftiness to him and, he kind of hangs onto the ball with one hand and just runs to his left and just throw, you know, like where it's just a little bit more athleticism than Justin has. Not say, saying that Justin is not athletic, but it's just a little bit more stiff. That's why when he slides, he keeps getting these headshots and, and nobody's giving him a, a freaking call anymore because they're like, well, that's his problem. You know, where where shorty sliding on a headshot has nothing to do with taking a hit there. I mean, that has nothing yeah, to do with you that. Have to, you have to learn how to slide. If you're getting hit all the time and not getting any calls, dude, stop being so stiff and just slide and get your ass on the ground. Yeah, right? Wouldn't the elementary motion not change? Depend it doesn't really matter. You're still going down the same way. You're gonna you're gonna take the hit either way. But if you're always like stiff and upright and you go down like every time like this, and you get plow it out in your head, go down more like this. I think it's relevant, honestly, but whatever. I think it has to do something with what, I, what my point is, is a level of athleticism that is different between the two quarterbacks. And Justin is, is it's not saying he's not athletic. He certainly the hell is. That play this year where he got out of that sack, at, what was it, like three games ago, was, was a thing of beauty. But you see more play in a, in college, more plays being made from Caleb Williams getting out of the pocket, moving around, running around, almost about to be slammed in. The, you know, and he chucks the ball off balance, and it goes sixty yards right in the hand of the, of the guy. Justin Fields was always dropping back with, you know, like you said, he was a pocket passer then, so he was able to drop back and deliver it with timing. But you get to the NFL, you can't do that. Caleb Williams is more, um, he's more attuned to doing that in college. So that could translate into the NFL better because he's a lot more athletic in that manner and a lot more mobile in that manner. He's not as upright. I had a friend ask me a question 
recently and it really made me think about this whole debate in like a not a completely different way but i definitely gave me some pause he named off it was the eight teams remaining and would if they were gifted the number one pick right now for free they can have it just because commissioner goodell likes their colors would they take caleb williams over their current guy and you start running down the list and you're like okay patrick mahomes and the chiefs no um, Josh Allen and the Bills. No, I don't think the Texans would take them. Um, would the Detroit Lions take them? I don't know. Yes, they might because they would develop him behind. Okay, like they doing with would, last year's pick. Would Tampa Bay take them? Yes. Okay, Baltimore would not. Baltimore no. would certainly not. Would San Francisco? Would, would Would the Packers take him? I don't think so. Mm. I they might. I, it's not a lock. It's not. It's it's a debate. So if it's a debate for all these guys who are in the divisional round, some of them in the uh, championship Sunday, final four, whatever you want to call it, how is it not even a debate in your head for the Bears if you're if you have a combined eight wins in the last three years? I, it's just it's got to be. It's it's such a difficult decision. I I honestly. Uh, you guys would know better than me. I can't think of a more difficult decision a Bears GM has had to make in the last me, 30 me something either. years. Me either. You're sitting there oh. with two first, first picks in the draft two years in a row, and you passed on. And I'm not, last year I had C.J. Strouds as the best, as the better of the two quarterbacks, but I wouldn't have taken him over Justin Fields. And I'll, I'll, I'll fix I, it off the mountain. I remember feeling the same. Uh, the Bears would have taken Bryce Young, if we're being honest with each other. Probably, yeah. Well, Fields is six foot three, two hundred and uh, what thirty pounds? Twenty five pounds, and and uh, Caleb is what? Bryce maybe, Young is like I'm talking about Caleb. Caleb 11. might be six feet tall. So again, Caleb's uh, six one two eighteen. Wait for the combine. Honestly, wait for the combine. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. listing him at six one. He might yeah. be six feet. So I think that's a lot to play in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, me. Me personally, I mean, I because I want to keep on. I got a few guys. I'll, I'll be right back. Okay. I don't want to keep on beating this dead, this dead horse, uh, but it's it, it's a debate that I think the combine should answer certain questions as far as his uh his height and what what have you. Uh, but for me, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer who who, who you who you keep. Uh, because what I was trying to get to earlier is if I have a quarterback who has led a team to the playoffs in the college and shown that, you know, he's a leader, I, that, that weighs heavy for me. I mean, Caleb is, you know, like I said, I'm not going to say he's not, he's very talented, very talented, but he hasn't led this team to a um, playoffs or you have to show me more. I mean, you have to, sh- I would have to see more. And right now I'm not seeing it. So that's why I just say I would rather stick with what we got. But of course you got to go through the background checks and all these other things. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm other field once again, of build up the team. That's very fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this whole debate of like resetting the quarterback windows, like we've been in it for seven years, guys. Yeah, yeah. 
it hasn't really helped that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I, some people in the chat have said it's got it's getting exhausting us talking about the same topic. So if we can, let's uh, let's get to that chain Waldron. What do you think, uh, Vinny, as far as what Shane Waldron can do for the Bears? So obviously it's going to be an entirely different way they go about things. Um, it seems like Seattle's offense in the last, and I'm not, I didn't see every Seattle snap over the last handful of years that he's been there, but you know, you, you've catched every game here and there. And it seemed like even since Russell Wilson left, they were able to score points and move the ball. So I think you have to put an emphasis on getting the strengths out of whatever you have. You know, uh, people don't want to hear the debate in the quarterbacks anymore, but like if you have Justin Fields, then you have to build an offense that caters to his strengths and skill sets. And I feel the same way if they draft Caleb Williams. You have to figure out what it is that's going to make him successful in the NFL. You have DJ Moore, right? Mm -hmm. He's this incredible wide receiver. He kind of, to me, has the same ceiling and the same floor as Allen Robinson in his prime. I don't know if I would necessarily put him up there with the Justin Jeffersons and the um, Jamar Chases of the world, but he's a very, very good wide receiver. I feel like when Allen Robinson was in the league, I felt the same way. He wasn't necessarily Antonio Brown or Julio Jones, but he was in that upper echelon, top 10-ish, and you know, you got to find a way to get the most out of them. Got to have a good running game. David Montgomery was a big deal for Detroit this season, and he's not done yet. Not saying you pay a running back all that money. They hit the ground running when they're drafted in the NFL, but a lot of the time, they're the really, really good ones. But, you know, you got to get a good run game going. I like what they're doing with the offensive line. I think Poles has made some great additions. You need to find a center. That's right. obviously a big-time issue for the Bears. But drafting Darnell right, and that's a lot of things. People are going to say, oh, they kept fields, and they traded the number one pick. Well, you got DJ Moore, and you have Darnell right. If they didn't have those two pieces going forward, the fut- and they drafted Bryce mm-hmm. Young instead, the future would look even Ooh. bleaker. If they had Bryce Young right now and no Darnell Wright and no DJ Moore. So it is very difficult for me to think about them not making that trade for the number one pick last year. Darnell Wright, I think pro football focus ranked him like the third or fourth best for a lot of games this season, the third or fourth best right tackle in the NFL. And I know right tackle is not quite the same as left tackle unless you're the Dolphins or another team with a left-handed quarterback. But for the most part, if you if you could get Tevin Jenkins healthy and playing well, he was not good against Green Bay in the last week of the season, but no, spare me of that game in general. Nobody on the offensive line was right. good in that game. The Bears got to get out of their own head when they're playing against Green Bay. I don't care if Patrick Mahomes was on the team. I think they'd lose to Green Bay. But it is – so if you're this new offensive coordinator coming in, you have to continue the momentum that they have going with the offensive line, get it to be as well as you can, and once you know who your quarterback is going to be, put everything around him, play calling. Um, the play calling this last year was so atrocious. There were times where they were running like just stupid play calls. I'm like, what are we doing here? Other teams throw the ball. They don't even use DJ Moore outside of that game against the Commanders. Did they even use him properly once all season long? I just I have a hard time with that. But hopefully when they get the new offense going in, they're able to kind of look like a real football offense in the NFL. What do you think, uh, Walt? 
I like Shane Waldron. I think he's going to do really good. I thought he was a great hiring. He was like my one-two with him and Clint Kubiak. I, I couldn't really decide who I wanted to rank above one another. So I just kept them, you know. That's why I was top. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I was fine with that. Uh, you know, he definitely went out and started interviewing guys for his staff, which is good to see. He didn't just, you know, sit. So I like, I like where they're going. And I, I think he can definitely do some do some work with Justin Fields or Caleb Williams or whoever they go decide to go with the quarterback. Okay, um, cool. You know. Uh, you know, watch some of the tape. It's some it's some interesting stuff he does. I've said, you know, we've all said this on the channel that in polls we trust. So I, I we've all I've made my cases for both sides, you know, many times. And you know, everyone knows in here that I wanted Jim Harbaugh. Like we're at the, the question on the table is what do you think of Shane the Shane Waldron's hire? I know I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, okay. All right. So um I, I because in polls, I do trust that I knew he would make the right decision. So I I, I chose to go with that narrative no matter what it was. It was I, I wanted, in my own personal opinion, them to reset the quarterback with the OC since you're going to be putting Justin into a new offense in year four for the third time. Um, it, it, because I do trust in polls' vision and how he's approached this team from day one and you know, made he turned five picks into 13 for year one. And he last year he traded down and got a boatload, got the first pick in the draft again. So, yes, if, if he, which I ultimately think he's going to do, is trade that pick because I think him hiring Shane Waldron proves that Shane Waldron has, he's worked in multiple offenses. What Bill Belichick's, uh, Sean McVay's, uh, two others that I that are uh, notable. And he did a great job with Geno Smith. He did. Like, uh, he did. He worked wonders with him. He turned Geno Smith into a quarterback that people were talking about. That, you know, Justin Fields has three times or four times his talent. So, you know, immediately when they hired him, my brain just went, they're keeping Justin Fields. So that's why I went, uh, when Mark told me today, Mark Kazak told me today that that Harbaugh, uh, there, there was a leak that Harbaugh wanted to play for the Bears and it was only if they drafted Caleb Williams. Well, to me, that meant, you know, I just went back on what I would prefer would have been to reset the quarterback with the offensive coordinator. Because you're starting over again either way, so what's the difference? But there's nothing, like, we've talked about this before, PJ, you know, we can work with Fields. He, is, he has plenty to offer. He proved to... Um, get a hell of a lot better as a season progressed last year after his injury. I think kind of sin behind Bajan helped him a little bit because he was, I think you kind of learned from him as far as the speed up in his progressions, his footwork and his passing and timing that goes along with the footwork. I think, I think he got better. And I, I don't put the, the, the losses towards the end of the season on Justin as much as I do, you know, um, the offensive coordinator, but there were times where all we needed was like one more, one more touchdown drive in the second half when we didn't get one single one, and all we needed was one to win the game. And at some point, I wonder, you know, if you have a creative quarterback that can that can make things happen better than Justin Fields from a pocket packer uh, pocket passer perspective, wouldn't that be the guy you'd want to go to to reset your offense with? That being said, Waldron for me. With Justin Fields means they're keeping Justin, and I think that he, if if uh, out of all of maybe uh, Greg Roman, all of the offensive coordinators that were 
available that they interviewed. Maybe even, maybe Cliff Kingsbury, but probably not. Aside from uh, Jim Harbaugh, this is probably the best hire for keeping Justin Fields. So, if you, in my mind, if you're if you're keeping Justin, Waldron was the right hire. That's why I think they're keeping Justin. They're going to trade that first pick. It's happening. So, Vinny, what do you think uh, as far as the staff that Waldron might bring in? So that to me. Feel like I'm saying this again, but that might literally that if that doesn't tell us who they're going to end up going with out of the two options, then I don't know what will. Like nothing, we'll find out on draft day, right? Like I, I honestly I have no idea the direction he's going to go with that. Um, uh, it's one of those things. I just hope it finally leads to some kind of offensive-minded like overall team. I know Matt Eberflus is a defensive minded coach, but like the play calling was just so atrocious. Get people in there that will help you run a scheme that gets the most out of the players you have on the roster. And if you're not, they don't fire anyone mid season ever, but like if they're not moving the ball again next year and they look like an entirely different NFL team, then it's going to be hard to really ever trust what they do with the next hire after that even. But mm -hmm. You know, does a quarterback's coach, how much of a difference is that going to make? I personally think it would make a lot, but you never know with what goes on in the league these days. Like Matt Nagy was the quarterback's coach in uh, Kansas City before becoming the offensive coordinator. And you saw how, you know, not great they were at moving the ball out of the times in the regular season this year, even though that was kind of overblown, too. If you look at Mahomes' stats, he still had like a pretty good season. Uh, maybe not MVP level like Lamar or something, but, you know, I just hope whoever they decide to bring in this offseason as personnel coaching staff wise, it leads to scoring more points because I think the defense, yeah. the defense really showed signs of life this season. So if you could become this team that scores points, you have a good defense in place and it's only going to get better. So we'll see. What do you think, Walt? as far as uh, his offensive staff and uh, the rumors of the people or the names of the people that they actually had come in and interview. I mean, it looks good. I mean, it's, it's always going to be a lot of those guys that he's worked with before, you know, because Seattle basically jettisoned everyone on the offensive staff. So he's going to, you know, bring in his guys and do their thing. I, I hope he brings in um, Greg Olson personally. I feel he'd be definitely a good mentor for both Justin Fields and Tyson Bajant too. Being young quarterbacks. Yeah, that's a good answer. So that's that's why I hope they bring in personally. Everyone else, you know, I'm, I'm fine with uh, whoever they, they decide to, you know, go with at the time. I'll have to do some more research, of course. Uh, I do want to question Charles uh, Johnson. He made a comment, but I missed it, and I just want him to retype it. So if you can hear it, go ahead and type it in chat. We'll bring it up and answer it. What do you think, Shorty, as far as uh, the staff that he's uh, bringing in and that they had that he has ties to. I've been involved in making um, incredible fucking. My job has been my new job has been. Um, my phone has been on. Do not disturb, and I have not been on the internet for two weeks, really. So I don't know who the, who did they hire as assistant. They haven't so hired anyone yet, but he brought. Um, anybody got a list of the names that uh, he brought in to interview? Uh, I did hear well, some of them. Um, 
I don't really know any of them though. So I can't really give you an answer on that other than um, if he. Sinjay Lau was the wide receivers coach. He uh, he's had success. He was also the passing coordinator. Thanks, J2K. And, yeah, thanks, J2K. He was also the off, uh, passing coordinator in Seattle with him. Um, so he's worked with Lockett, uh, DJ Metcalf, uh, people of that sort. So the yeah. kind of offense. Uh, go ahead. Well, oh no, no, I was just going to say they do have that DJ uh, Metcalf quote where he says he put, uh, they're talking about. Uh, I, uh, Sanjay, there's Sanjay, however you pronounce his name, because yeah. he pushed me to be a great receiver, broke down routes like I've never seen before. Hmm. Okay. In fairness, Snowden, what's up? Thanks for joining us in chat. Never seen you before. In, in, in fairness, I mean, I think this is the only. How many wide receiver coaches has uh, DJ Metcalf had? I mean, so when I when I see people make statements like "this is the best I've ever had," how many have you had? I mean, if you only had three, well, okay. I mean, I guess we can weigh it somewhat, but I mean, it's not like you got 12 years of experience and you had five different wide receiver coaches. So I mean, but I'm not just totally dismissing it either. I'll say I'll say that um, Shane Waldron, having worked with, um, well, Pete Carroll was the other guy I was trying to think of. So Pete Carroll, um, Bill Belichick. Uh, um, Sean McVay, and there's one other that was a bigger name too. Those are a lot of different coaching trees to come from, to learn things from, right? Different, especially if you're, although nobody's ever really um, succeeded from the Bell Billetrek tree, uh, he did learn some things from that tree, but he succeeded in others. So um, he, he might not be a guy that's looking to become a head coach because that's the one thing that I want is, you know, not somebody like a, um, that's why I wanted Jim Harbaugh because I don't think that we're just going to be going in a revolving door. We said this before about Getzey though, and he's he was a failure. But you know, if you lose that offensive coordinator every couple of years or two or three years, and you're starting over again, there's nobody to replace him because you don't have a system set in place that everyone just piggybacks off of and makes it their own, and and creates a coaching tree from. Then you, if you're not learning from the coaching tree that you came from, then you're a failure as a coach. And that's a Getzey. So. Shane Waldron is a, he's not a failure as as a as a coach. Um, Greg Roman is not a failure as a as a position coach. We're talking about position coaches here. Um, um, Clint Kubiak, I think, would aspire to be a head coach. So you, if he did uh, succeed at that, he's out the door. He's gone. He's a head coach. So Shane Waldron might fit the mold of someone that enjoys coaching that that coordinator position. And with the work that he, the body of work that he's had in the league, he might be the guy to ultimately make Justin Fields go to rev from rev two hundred two to three hundred three. Because we've we've seen it. I mean, it's not like it's impossible. Matt Nagy took <laughs> Mitch Trubisky to the Pro Bowl in his first season as head coach. So you know, it's it's possible that. You can win in your first season learning a new offense, even though you're learning all this new verbiage and you have to, you know, everything is learned all over again. The concepts and the passing schemes, everything else is the same, although you may be just adding a level up to it with a new head coach or a new offensive coordinator like a Shane Waldron and working with Russell Wilson and then 
turning um, Geno, uh, Geno Smith into a fairly talked about quarterback. He did. He played fairly well. I'll give him that. So in my mind, if you could turn that guy into people that anyone's even talking about, it does make you a good coach. So I, I, I think it's possible. And, I, and I'm hoping so, but I just, my, my bear's brain goes to like, you fucked this up again. You, you had, you had it all right there and you could have just hired Jim Harbaugh. You know, you, you go into the next realm of the next 10 year, the next decade of bears and he's the head coach. Now you get a, you win a boatload of games. You go to a couple of championship uh, championship games, maybe a Super Bowl. Your new stadium is coming up. Your new head coach is like the superstar of the city and the league. He's doing commercials all over the place in Chicago. McDonald's commercials, limousine commercials. That's that's Jim Harbaugh. And then the team becomes, you know, they all excel from him because he just knows how to win. That that the Bears passing up on that to begin with. And then moving on from, you know, uh, from what I think would have been the best pick would be to draft Caleb Williams with a new offensive coordinator. All being, all that being said, Shane Waldron could be the best hire for this situation, considering I do believe they're hanging on to Justin. And if that's the case, let's see what he can do with them because there's nothing better that we can do than get on the bandwagon about that. Because if if we all bitching and playing about it, it's just it's not going to make for any. Uh, cooperative and fun fandom for this team and quite frankly there's been no reason for it too so to avoid any more like inner conflict and people getting all shitty about the bears just please succeed with what you're doing right now for crying out loud yeah i agree with you all right that's a good great show guys you guys have a good night (laughs) (laughs) moving on to the uh, defensive possible defensive coordinator uh Hires, who who are you in favor of, Joe? I'm I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Joe Mando. I'm sorry, Benny. Honestly, I don't even know who. Like, do they even have like a list of people that they were talking to? Or they talked to Chris Harris, mm-hmm. the uh, Trent Williams, uh, Trent Williams, the defensive line coach from uh, the Tennessee Titans, and there was another guy they mentioned today. Um, I forget his. It's from the Bills. Yes. He, and he actually coached with the Bears before as a defensive line coach. Oh, uh, Eric well, Eric Washington, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's Eric it. Washington, okay. Yes. I mean, I don't hate any of those options. Uh, Eberflus is probably going to call the shots mostly, right? He's going to be the one who mostly takes care of the defense from, like, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be, like, the head voice as opposed to the defensive coordinator, but they're running his defense. Whoever's going to come in and help him with that, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's been actually said whether or not uh, Flus will actually call plays because he still wants to be the CEO, but he's not a, adverse to calling pay, plays. So, Shorty, what do you got as far as uh, out of those three names uh, or an, an internal hire? Uh, well, I've said this, I think, in the middle of the season, just promote Jim uh, John Hoke. John Hope, because you have the guy that's already been working with you for two years. You promote him. You can work. You can work well within the system with him. You have uh, Phil Snowden or Phil. What's his name? Is it Snowden? Yeah. That came Snowden. in, and he that the, yeah. the defense changed when they got rid of Allen Williams. Flus was calling the plays, and they added Phil Snow to the mix. Right. 
So if Phil Snow has been kind of a part of the solution to the problem, and then you internally hire John Hoke to DC, now you're all on the same page. But if you're not going to go that route, the hire that I would want to mix things up, to add your own opinion to and become the Jim Harbaugh of defense would be Chico, man. I love Chico. Chico took us to the Super Bowl, dude. Do you think he still has it? As DC, yeah. He's proved think, it when he went back to DC before but, he got but, another, another head coaching he gig. Hasn't so. D, he hasn't been in DC in what about 10 years? He was DC after he left the Bears, though, right? No, he, he went to be a DC in San Diego. Then he's been That's he was a head, Bears, yeah. yeah, then he was a head coach in Carolina, then he was a head coach in uh Washington. So he hasn't been in DC in over, over about 10 years. So yeah, you think but, he still has it. Well, how old is he? Sixty-one, I believe. I think I heard. Yeah, I think he could still have it. You know, he also has that love and passion and unitedness with the Bears that I think if he came back, well, that probably wouldn't happen because he probably is jaded by getting fired for no fucking reason after he took us to the Super Bowl for crying out loud. Or so I don't know. That, that probably would not happen, but. If I didn't like put two names out there, I think it would be John Hoke or Ron Rivera. So, so what do you guys think about uh, Vic, Vic Fangio asking to uh, get out of his contract with Miami and they granted him that, so they mutually parted ways? What do you What do you think about that, Vinny? I was a little surprised. Um, I know Miami's defense was a little bit hit or miss this season. There were times where you know, they looked great and like they were going to support that outstanding offense all season long. But for the most part, it was like, well, they lost in the playoffs in a tough way. And Vic Fangio, he's kind of bounced around a little bit since leaving the Bears. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the future holds for him. But I didn't see it coming. If he came back to the Bears, that'd be pretty cool. But I'm not necessarily someone who sees that happening just from a logic point of view. But he, I think he's done great things with defense in the NFL. We'll see what happens next. What do you think, Shorty? Uh, what's the question? I was talking to Chad. Uh, uh, Vic Fangio being uh, mutually parting ways with Miami. What do you think is, is his next move and whether or not he would come here? Wait, 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 wait. Excuse me, what? Vic Fangio has mutually parted ways with Miami. He is no longer the defensive coordinator there, so he's basically a free agent. So would you want him back here, or where do you think he would be going? I did not know that. Why? Why did that happen after one season? That's odd because that makes me think, is there something going – like did he really love the Bears job? And is there something going on behind the scenes about that? Because why would he – why would they get – why would what? Why would they mutually part ways after? Oh, there there is a report that he's set to take over the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. Oh, okay, he said he signed with the Eagles. Now so I was going. I was about to say yes. Please bring Vic. Look, we have enough pieces to switch over from a four three back to a three four. With what we have, is not entirely possible with this draft, considering we are trading that pick now that we signed Shane Waldron. In my opinion. See, I don't think we would have been able to get him anyway because of Montez Sweat. 
Montez Sweat is not an outside linebacker, nor is he a five technique. So him alone and as much money as we paying him, I don't think we would have been able to make him a uh, um, our defensive coordinator because he runs at 3-4. Um, as far as – see, I, I actually thought Vic was going to go to uh, the Chargers and reunite with uh, Harbaugh. I thought when he asked to get out of there, it's like, okay, him and Harbaugh must got something worked out. But if he's going with Philly – I don't know. I, I guess Philly would be looking for a uh, one technique because they're going to have their other rushers out there. You know, you got your outside linebackers, you got your five technique with uh, Jalen Carter, but you don't have your uh, big nose in uh, Philly, or do they? I, I'm, I'm too not familiar with their nose because I know I don't expect Cox to be around too much longer. Uh, so yeah, I'm with J2K. J2K makes a comment that. Uh, he thought that uh, Fangio and uh, Pep Hamilton be going to uh, the Chargers. So that's that's what was my thought when I first saw that. So I was, I'm surprised seeing in chat now that they said he actually signed with Philly. I missed that too. Yeah, yeah I missed I, that too. I, obviously. Yeah. Eric, Eric, Eric and Chad saying, "Shorty, you gotta quit that job so you can see more aligned to what's going on." <laughs> and I. Jordan, I, I the same thing applies to me with you in uh, private chat, Vinny. I know you have to go, so I apologize for not seeing that. No, it's okay. So, um, do you want to wrap this up before you leave and say your, your final words with us? Yeah, guys, I appreciate it very much. I'm sorry. I got to go write a piece on the Devils and the Blackhawks. They each are playing, played or are playing, and I got to get that published. But I appreciate you guys having me on very, very much. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to come back. I hope. I hope I get a chance to come back with our guys Joe and Zim and make a make a real make a real stink of things. Um, and <laughs> you know, we, we would love to have you on our shows too. So we'll be in oh, touch. Oh, please sure. invite us. We'd love it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I appreciate you guys very much. And no matter what, no matter throughout all this discussion, whether it's Caleb Williams, Justin Fields, whoever's going to be the quarterback coach or whatever coach, I hope they find a way to start just winning some football games. Me too. For my, well said. Parting words. Tell us where you, where we can find you, Vinny. So you could find me on social media, Twitter, X, whatever you're calling it these days, at Vinny Parisi. I'm pretty much at Vinny Parisi on all platforms. So follow me there. I'm looking forward to chatting Bears football all off season, and then we'll get into baseball when that time is right. Yeah, New general manager, at least you can talk about that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. I appreciate you very much. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Have a good, night. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Of course. Have a good one. Right. See you now. So, PJ, did you see the rumors today about the Bears possibly pursuing your boy Chase Young in the offseason? Yes, I did. Uh, uh, Over Danielle Hunter? Come on. Well, see, here's the, here, here's the thing. I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse again, uh, but with, with Young, the rumor is his contract will be either like 14 or 16 million a year, which would make him attractive for me. Whereas Daniel Hunter, they talking about he might be making what 25 30, to 30. 40? Yeah. So it's like, sweat. yeah. Yeah. If you're looking at the money, uh, I can't see us paying sweat and Hunter for that, that amount of money. I, I, I can't see it. 
but I can see a sweat and a young and, you know, so because the money ain't going to be bad because I, I don't even see us um, going after a Chris Jones because he's going to be looking for 30. Uh, yeah. I don't see us spend, spending that much money. I, I think uh, polls will only spend so much money on a position. So that's why I think young might be an option. True. You could definitely fit in. I mean, oh, absolutely. He might have changed his ways yeah, the way he plays. Yeah. Hmm? What's that? You put him with Montez Sweat again? Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, what what I would do is um, get him Sweat and grab Jared Verse in the first round, because the 49ers haven't been starting Chase Young. He's been more of like, uh, you know, a rotational piece. Which is yeah. kind of surprising. Yeah, I, I I think if we really looking at if we're really wanting sustained sustained success, we got to have a good rotation. Whereas you get if you get like a sweat, young, inverse, you can you can have that three man rotation at that defensive end spot to where you always got two good uh, defensive ends in the game, and it's not going to cost you that much. Whereas if you try to get sweat and Hunter. You're not gonna have much money for anyone else because, like I said, Hunter's gonna get between 25 and 30 million dollars a year. And let me be clear: if that's what Sweat, I mean, if that's what Young is looking for, I do not want him. I'm looking at him if we can get him for 14 or 16 million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Well, people, that, that, that chat from Charles Johnson there. What what does Chase have? Uh, Chase Daniel have to do with anything? Can this you expound on that, please? Guys, Chase Daniels. I think he was talking about um, somebody was mentioning yes. medicals for Chase Daniels initially. You mean Chase Young? Well, somebody said Chase Daniels in the chat. Yeah, I think they probably that. they probably misquoted. Yeah, I Chase mean, Young. Is who's who's Chase Daniels? Oh, okay. So Leonidas said this, and then he changed it to he misspoke. Oh, Chase okay. Daniels. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about Chase Young, yeah, well, that, yeah, of, of course, God, everyone here on BCP knows that you want to have Chase Young's babies, PJ. We all know that. Well, I actually want to have you on his grandbabies too. Okay, enough said. So, if he if he came to the Bears, you'd be like, talk. Well, get to have a whole other round of babies. See, but the thing is, I mean, as much as I talk about it. Be, uh, let me be clear. That's why I said, let me be clear. I want him for a certain price and if he checks out physically. I mean, I'm not just trying to get him here because, oh, you know, we got him. I want, I mean, dude, you got to be healthy. You got to be healthy. I mean, if you're not healthy, I mean, fine. I, I, I get it. But uh, I just think that with him on one end and Montez on the other end, we could wreak habit, especially if we got Javon Dexter coming up the middle. So I think this defense could be elite uh, and not having to break the bank to do it. That's my whole point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's right. But what you were saying, 14 to 16 is probably where I draw the line. Yeah. yeah. And I think how and long I think, he wants to go, too. Yeah, I think that's what Poles will do. He proven that by not getting McGlinchey last year. He has a set, set amount. If you then go beyond that, he's not going to assign you. So mm-hmm. I'm confident 
with him with that because, you know, that's why he didn't get McGlinchey. He wanted him, but McGlinchey wanted it for a higher price, you know, and he 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 bowed out. So I respect that, and I'm, I'm confident that Poles will get him for the right price if he comes here. Yeah, worst case scenario, like you said, we still take Jared Verse in the draft, and then we're, we're golden anyways. Well, yeah. See, that's the, I mean, because I think we need depth. That's why I would say go after both. But see, here's the other thing. I mean, because we talked about, um, you know, trade back scenarios. In my perfect world, a, a trade back scenario is including with the Washington Commanders, and I'm getting this haul, and part of that haul is the player I'm looking at is uh, Jared Allen. Like I talked about before, he's making he's only due to make $14 million. So if I can get a three technique who's at $14 million as opposed to uh, getting Chris Jones, who's looking to get $30 million. So that's why I'm I'm, I'm going for cost saving measures as far as getting the players we need, getting some cost saving measures. Did I say Jared Allen? I meant John. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to say Jared I'm sorry. I, my apologies. He's already been a bear, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That didn't work, by the way. <laughs> he has better years in uh, Minnesota and uh, Kansas City, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure, yeah. So, yeah, he's, but yeah. Jonathan Allen. So, that's yeah. what I'm saying. A, a line of uh, Sweat, Allen, Billings and uh, Young, I, I would love that as my starters. And with Jared, Jared uh, Verse coming off the bench and uh, Javon Dexter and Pickens, I think, yeah, we could do some wonderful things there on that defensive front, which would in turn yeah. make our defensive backs even better because they won't have – I mean, the quarterback won't have much time to throw the ball. Well, also by keeping Fields, even though I don't know what his contract because they have to they have to give him the fifth year extension by May. So if they do that, so if if they if they're going with um, Shane Waldron, to me that says they're keeping Justin. That says that they're going to give him the fifth year option next year, which that means they have at least two more years with Justin. So now you can trade that first pick in the draft and get a boatload of picks that can help out your team, get out picks next year. And Cliff's putting out here they can, they can get a quarterback in the future if Justin doesn't work out. But who is also um, uh, the, the, the best? Is there a quarterback in the next two years that is projected to be better than Caleb Williams is now? Caleb Williams is kind of on the same trajectory as uh, Trevor Lawrence was uh, or, or other quarterbacks like Andrew Luck-ish. He's, he's not like a – uh, Caleb Williams doesn't fall in the category of quarterbacks being taken with the first pick, like um, um, uh, uh, what's his name that got drafted by he he played for the 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 Eagles and the I think the Vikings, uh, Brad Bradford, Bradford, Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford. He 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 doesn't fall in the Sam Bradford Chase uh, uh, Bryce Young category. He falls more in the Trevor Lawrence Peyton Manning category as far as like projection to be this next, we can all talk about Mahomes, but Mahomes was never in that projection. A lot of people had him a, a second round pick like myself or a late round, a late first round pick. He went 10th. Like they traded up to get him, but nobody else was even talking about Mahomes in that draft. It was, it was 
pretty much just Watson or Trubisky. So we, we can all like sit here and pretend uh, nobody knew. But when you're talking about projected number one quarterbacks and, and when they're when they're using them in the same terms as a Peyton Manning or um, a Trevor Lawrence or something like that, Caleb Williams does fit that bill. So if you're gonna take if you're gonna take a gamble on that first pick and take that quarterback, it's gonna have to be someone like that and not someone like a Bryce Young. I so, think that um Patrick Mahomes has changed that conversation, though. Well, he certainly yeah. has. What I'm saying is, he's also he, added to the. Yeah, you know, he's he's added to it. So like, Patrick we take Mahomes, him or, or one? You know, because because of Patrick Mahomes, you're now looking at a Caleb Williams in that light. Had Patrick Mahomes not been as successful as he is, you we wouldn't probably be looking at him like that. Because right now, uh, look at a uh, Jaden Jaden Daniels. He's Put up some great numbers this past year. That so much so that he won the Heisman. So now you can now you see quarterbacks like that now being looked at as opposed before Patrick Mahomes. They just thought he was like, oh, he just part of a product of that system. We're not going to really think about it. So is Caleb Williams a product of that system of putting up these great numbers? Or can he can he can he translate to that pocket passer you talk about? Can he translate to a guy who who throws on time? Or is he gonna be forever the playmaker, the game changer, and he's a gamer, but can he be that on that on that third step or that fifth step drop? Man, as soon as he hit that back foot, release the ball. Can he become that? I'm not saying he can, I'm not saying he can't. But what I'm saying is that's why people are enamored with him because of what Patrick Mahomes was able to do. Fair enough. I agree. I can agree with that. Well, I mean, too, you guys, you got to remember, like, there's always that quarterback that has that one good year and goes fairly high in the draft. I mean, look yeah. at Anthony Richardson. Falls off, right? Yeah. Well, no, no, not even falls off, but just gets picked, you know, very high. Look at Anthony Richardson. He got picked fourth overall. He only threw yeah. 2,000 yards in his last year in Florida. Right. So that Patrick Mahomes effect. They were long. Even, yeah, everyone was looking at that same the same things you're talking about, PJ. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm I mean that that's the new trend because of what Mahomes was able to do, and that's why I said I'm looking at other things beyond that. Like, okay, what are you doing for your team? You know what I'm saying? What are you What are you doing as far as are you taking your team to like the playoffs in college, uh, at least a championship game in your conference? What are you doing? And those things is, I mean, because that's what we want as Bears fans. We want to be able to get to the playoffs. We want to get to championship games. So give me a player who or who can help lead my team like that. Has Caleb shown that? And I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to down talk Caleb, but those are the things I'm thinking in my head when I'm processing this. I'm like, okay, has he been able to do that? Because that to me is kind of important. I agree. That's well said. And if you trade that pick for Caleb, uh, that, that Caleb pick, and you build around Justin, mm -hmm. you can, even with all the extra picks, maybe pick up some like you're talking, like a Jaden Daniel or something like that. Jaden Daniels. Maybe, I don't know, he's probably going to be a first-round pick. but Oh, absolutely. There might absolutely. be something like that that you can find, it, you know, even – and although, I mean, let's let's not forget about Tyson Bajit. 
I mean, oh, I agree is, with that. Is it possible that he can? He he has all the tools, but he's missing the arm. He's missing the Justin Fields arm strength. So if you can, he's done a lot of Pilates. He's done a lot of cross training with his father. Like, you know, mm -hmm. is his core already built to the point where he can't build any more strength in his throwing power from that? Or can oh, he's, he, a young, like, he's a young man, so he still can grow. So they might already think that they might already see that in practice from, you know, giving him NFL training that his arm is possibly getting better and it's given him enough hope to go, well, if Justin doesn't pan out, we don't have to draft a quarterback. We have the guy just sitting back here waiting and we're just getting him ready. Well, and then if you add the right staff that can help him, I think, I think it doesn't really even matter because when you're talking about Getze as an offensive coordinator and his coaching staff and the way that he was playing as an undrafted rookie free agent, I think that no matter who the coach is, you can build off of that. The offensive coordinator, I should say. You can build off of that. So it could just be as simple as that. And we're all just overreacting to this as Bears fans, thinking we need to do this or trade Justin, trade that pick, blah, 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 blah. Infighting. Well, to the end of time with Bears fans recently, but well, they, they know more than we know. We are all just here as absolutely, absolutely. fans and people with our own opinions and looking at this from an outside perspective. So I say this, I say that, you know, when you look at it, um, because of what would you can possibly get by trading that first overall pick, I'm look, I'm looking at not to this extreme, but I'm looking at, Mike Dicker and Ricky Williams, his infatuation with him so much that he gave up his entire draft to move up what six spots or whatever it was to go, go get Ricky. And it's like, I expect a team and I'm hoping that a team is so in love with Caleb that much that they don't go by that chart, that Jimmy Johnson chart draft chart. And actually like, Hey, We'll give you like Washington. So you say, you know what? We're not going to go by the chart. We're going to give you two first, two seconds, and a player because they're so in love with their homegrown Caleb Williams that they're going to go overboard to get him. Man, let's do that. I'm all for it. I'm telling you, I'm all for it. And that's that's my hope, though. And that's what I'm saying. So because if you're just looking at Justin Fields and Caleb Williams, you can have arguments both ways. I'm not going to deny that. But when you can look at Justin Fields and a boatload of picks compared to Caleb Williams, it weighs heavily one way for me. So that's why I'm like, man, if we can get these boatload of picks, we can get that get that uh, squad to where, man, we have a whole bunch of players. And we all know what a homer you are. So you, you want your drafted players to succeed. Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. 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 So, and then in my perfect world, we we trade down again after that. So we do two trade downs. Because we go one to one to two, one to five, and get man, that's what I'm saying. We can, Jr. or whatever. Yeah. And then well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and we can have all this talent. And then yeah. therefore you get all this talent. Man, now we're in a conversation with the Philadelphia's, the Kansas City's, uh San Francisco's because those guys, those teams have talent, and that's what I'm saying. Get this team some talent, man. We could we could win with a Tyson Bajan if Fields didn't work out. 
because we have so much talent. And that's what you know. But back to what you guys have said before, you and Walt, we can win with Justin. We can. Oh, absolutely. We can. It's just a matter of getting the right players and staff around him to build on what he's already done well. And you can win with that for sure. Yeah, it seems like, PJ, what you're also trying to say is that if we go that route and Fields falters for whatever reason, right. we kind of have that backup plan already in place. Absolutely. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Hey, and, and to Mo Beerman's point, he said that would never happen again as far as that that trade scenario. People, the league is enamored with, quote unquote, that, that franchise quarterback. And if Washington really believes Caleb's that guy, I can't put I cannot put it beyond them to want to make that deal. I can't have, I can't sit up here and tell you, you know what? Yeah, they'd never do that. If Washington really believes that, I can see them, man, they go, you know what, we gotta get this guy. If that's how they feel about it. That's what I'm saying. But the key is if they fall in love with the guy or not. That's the key. If they fall in love with him. And yeah, is, I, mean, I think he's from the DC area too, isn't he? Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Maryland, I believe. Yeah. I don't know how close to DC he was, close but enough. uh I mean, will tell you how close that is. It's pretty close. I mean, look at the Ryan Leaf trade. Yeah, everyone he wasn't that great, but he still got what you an extra first, a second, and a pro bowler on top of it. Hey, I, like I said, I I mean it's just not out of the realm of possibility. That's only it's within the realm. I mean, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I can't sit up here and say I know for sure that it won't happen. Because who would have ever thought at that time Mike Dicka or any coach would have gave up a whole draft for Ricky uh, Ricky Weeks? Oh God! Did he, didn't he give up a pick in the next draft too? Or was it just two of them? Okay, two of them because he gave up a first the next year, which out, turned out to be Lavar Arrington and someone else he got. And I'm like, all this for one player? Can you imagine coming in? The, look at it from a player's point of view. I'm your I'm your teammates. We gave up our whole draft, and here you strolling in the camp. And I'm like looking at you like, we gave up all those draft picks for this guy? And he was never really that superstar. So I'm really looking at you like, wow. So He really yeah. tarnished his reputation with that draft, didn't he? Oh, he did. He did. He did. And that, that, that goes to uh, Vinny's point that he said earlier as far as having a, a coach with those GM duties that can do something like that. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we could do that one over here. I'm sure he would have he would have done that one over here. Like, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> especially when he was posing with him in a wedding gown. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to your point, PJ, like, you know, we can trade Justin Fields, of course, get something for him, but we're not gonna get anywhere near the hall that we're oh, gonna no, get. Not at all. Pick. Even no. if you even if you drafted Caleb, and let's say Justin proved to be the guy. Then you try to try trade Caleb next year. You won't get the haul then either, because it's the it's something about it's the teams wanting to draft that guy the, themselves. Yeah, it's the unknown coming out of college that people are willing yeah. to uh, gamble on. But when you're sitting exactly. on the bench behind a yeah, because a team if he was good, why didn't you replace Justin? Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. He was like, I mean, oh, if, he, if he was that good, he would he would have replaced Justin. Oh, okay, that would that would fall in line to what I've been saying, right? Like. Name a court name a quarterback that was drafted in the first round and they got traded to another team and failed, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, I mean, just look at Trey Lance. I mean, I know the situation's a little different, but 49ers oh, yeah. it up big to get him, and then they only got with a fourth-round uh, fourth pick for him. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and how far – I mean, how many picks did they give up to get that guy? That's what I'm saying. And he was not, he was not even highly regarded like that. That's what I'm saying. If all these people are saying this about Caleb, no one said all that about uh, Trey Lance. And uh, I think San Francisco gave up, what, three first-round draft checks? I mean, they was further back, of course. It was two first-round Yeah, but they they gave up a whole boatload to get him. That's what I'm saying. So if Washington really is in love with him, I'm not saying it's not – it's impossible. I I could could see a scenario where that happens. And then I could see a scenario, and now – this is going to be controversial for for those of you that if you now move down to, to the number two, if the Patriots are let's not let's get to all those questions when you're done. Go ahead, finish. Okay, if the Patriots not trying to move up that one spot, that Atlanta will give you a whole bunch of picks to get to number two. Yeah. All right, Aldo, wait, wait, wait. Aldo Gandia from the Barroom Network, the Podfather. Thanks for joining us. If you guys don't know who he is, go check out the Barroom Network. Aldo, he say, he's asking, would you trade the number one overall pick to the Cardinals and or to the for the Cardinals in the fourth round and twenty? The, my, I have a window on the way. Hold on. The fourth overall, the twenty seventh this year. Yeah, would, would you trade the number round one overall for the Cardinals fourth and twenty seventh this year and a second rounder next year, or would you want more? That's a good question because you get. You get three picks in the first round, right, Aldo? That, I mean, yeah. if you can go, you can go um, yeah. uh, fourth, you can go fourth, ninth, and twenty seventh in the first round this year. You could still probably get MHJ there, and then you can still probably get uh, either a, a tackle or um, uh, a, a defensive end there at nine. And then what? What's sitting there at twenty seven for you? Another That's tackle. You can get Aldo. a tackle there. You can get yes. like a. Probably a center there, right? Right there, right? Is you that too high for a center in this year's draft? Yeah, you don't need a center in the first. Um, but it's, I, it's a late first. It's clo- we don't have a second round pick. So, but what I'm saying is this: though. think of think about this, because if because you know draft centers don't carry much weight as far as being a first rounder. So I can see like a Mims from Georgia, I think, uh, as a guy to get at the 27th. Now, see, I've, I've, I actually thought about that scenario that Aldo was t- talking about. I, I like that scenario, actually. That kind I, of makes I, I thought about, I, I thought about that like for year, not next year. two weeks straight, I thought about that. And the, I guess the thing that really I'm hung up on is if I can get any guarantees. Well, I can't. I mean, because I'm like, I would have to. We well, have you can to get talk. a guarantee that if you got MHJ with four, that would pretty much be a guarantee, right? If you're going to keep something to add Marvin Harrison Jr. to that mix, would be well, the, sick. But see, the thing is, and this, and and and, and here's a caveat because I, if 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 the Cardinals moved up, they're tra- they're taking a quarterback. Okay, Washington. They're going to take a quarterback. So what then does New England do? Is New England going to get MHJ or are they going to trade their pick for a team to get a quarterback? So that's what I'm saying. So that becomes the dilemma for me because, yeah, in my perfect world, man, at number four, you get MHJ. Number nine, I trade with somebody else. 
moved down to like number 12 or 13 or something, yeah. defensive end and p- while picking up another second. I mean, picking up a second. Then at that 27th, I'm picking up that offensive tackle. In that second round that I picked up, now I'm either getting a safety or I'm getting a center. I mean, so, yeah, that's that's a great scenario. And it's like, whoa, what would you do? Because even if you reach for a center high at 27 because you don't have a second-round pick, you're, you're still getting your guy at center, right? You have so many more cho- – or you, you can even add more picks. Maybe you're getting a second-round pick that you can get that center in. Yeah, yeah. I don't – I just don't see a scenario in this draft that a center will be going that high. But yeah, a center is expected to go in the second round, right? Yeah, we don't have- like the middle of the second round. Okay, so if you didn't have a second round pick, unless you could pick one up in that trade scenario, I mean, wouldn't it wouldn't it be okay to reach high for one, even though he might end up being a Hall of Famer for you? What's well, the number one rule of drafting? Number one rule of drafting is you never reach. You always best. You always draft the best player available. You let the you let the board come to you. So, yeah, you don't want to reach for a center at twenty seven. I I wouldn't do it. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't do that part. But that that's very tempting on what Aldo was saying, though. That's very very tempting. Mm-hmm. That is very very tempting. That's what I said. I mean, I actually thought about that for like two weeks straight. That was, I mean, when the when the, we was coming to the end of the season, I'm like, if we trade with Arizona, we can get three first round picks, being ours and their two, two their two. I'm like, and how would you handle that? And I'm like, MHJ, MHJ, would he be there? Would he be there? I'm like, that's the whole thing. It's like, ah. Aldo, uh, I we're we we're not going to go very much longer because I have to go to bed, get ready for work tomorrow with this damn new job. But we have a few minutes. If you want to hop on on with us, I can send you a link and just chat with us for a minute. We'd love to have you on, brother. Think about it for a second. But I, I, these scenarios that we have here, they it, in polls we trust. So if he's deciding that Justin Fields is the answer, then I then. I'm going to roll with that. As much as I think the best scenario would be to trade or to to go with the quarterback because you're never going to have that. Whatever have you been in this position before? If if you get it, and no matter what happens, if you get this right, none of it will matter. If you get this right by keeping Justin, trading that pick, building around the, the team with all the picks you can get, that if, if that proves to be the answer in the end, that is the best scenario. But this feels so Bears-like. It feels so like, so Bears-like that they 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 would be sitting here with this just gifted first pick in the draft, with a with the quarterback that everyone's been talking about for years, and then not pull the trigger. And then we're sitting here in a couple of years, you know, going what if, what if, what if. So, Foster saying, "Don't eat Arby's beef and cheddar." Oh man, I was what? What did he say? It's puke. I was. Puke. <laughs> I was about to eat Arby's tonight, man. Thanks, thanks for uh, reminding me not to eat Arby's for dinner, Foster. <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of getting it, but like you said, do I do I want to sacrifice Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Cardinals? 
in a sense. Because I, I wouldn't see them taking league neighbors, but I mean, you never know. They could get enamored with them and go for it. Right. But, Mm-hmm. That's one thing, and even all this talking about the uh, Latu and Dallas Turner at four, man, I, I don't know. I, I like both those players, but they just the way Flus has the defense situated right now, I don't know if they're the best fit. I'm not saying they're bad in any way. Right. It's just, I don't know, just not for me. And I'm a huge Dallas Turner fan. I would yeah. take him in a heartbeat, but I just don't feel he fits. That's, yeah, that's tough. I mean, because it's, at this point. I, I I think we we realize that you know one of the biggest needs on our offense is another receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially given the way Poles talks about uh, Bra- uh, Braxton Jones, that he's not really looking forward to trying to replace him. He want to give him some competition, but don't necessarily want to replace him. So I'm like, all right, well, if he's not trying to replace him, so guy at four, I need I need to be a starter. And my starter is another receiver. And as much as I like neighbors, neighbors remind me so much of DJ Moore that do you really want two players the same way or you want a bigger receiver? Yeah, that's true. Like I said, it's, it is a clone, which isn't a bad thing. Right. But you, right. you kind of want to have that different style of weapon. Exactly. You know, you don't always need a hammer all the time, you know? Yeah. And, I got a few. I'll be right back. You guys, you guys got this shit. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I just don't think that you know because I heard you know people talk about well we got to get Bowers even Bowers at nine. I'm like to get Bowers at nine, a tight end to be our second tight end. I'm not seeing that. I'm I, I, I'm not seeing that. But we got a super chat, super chat by Aldo Gandia, Gandia. Let me pronounce it correct. $10. You guys rock. Uh, we truly appreciate you, uh, Aldo. Thank appreciate you, Aldo. everything you've done and done for this channel, man. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it really depends on what happens, you know, where this trade... I don't really see them trading until close to draft night, honestly. I don't know what you think about that, PJ. I think if we um, get an offer that blows us away... Well, put it this way. I say... If we are to trade before draft night, it'd be with Washington. Okay. Anybody else, yeah, probably not until draft night. But I could see Washington like, okay, move down one spot. All right, cool. We could do that as soon as the combine's over with. We may 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 make that trade with Washington, but anybody else, yeah, it won't be no time soon. Yeah. So I mean, we were talking about centers. Have you looked at any of the, the centers coming out in the draft this year? Jackson Powers, the one from uh, is it Oregon? I think. Yeah. And then uh, Van Pran from Georgia. Okay. Those are the two, and I don't think either one of them going to be able to is worth going in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my problem with with uh, Powers is um, he's only really started one year at center, and this was last year. Yeah. You know, he played backup. Before that, which is is fine, but right. it's just just a bit of a concern. And and does he does he fit the zone scheme? Don't know. That's where I'm at. I because you know we talked about Connor Williams coming in free agency, but that man's ACL's gone at the moment, and who knows when he's coming back? Right. Like we're probably not going to have him for the start of the season. Exactly. 
So, yeah, uh, I like Van Pran, but again, getting him in the second round. But here's the thing, though. Um, I I think we can have a, a starting rookie center and another rookie office alignment on the line somewhere. So not starting at this. So therefore, that, that becomes an issue. I don't think Tevin Jenkins is uh, knows enough about making the offensive line play, I mean, calls to be a good source. Well, I don't think him or Davis, because they never played center, would be good resources for a rookie center to try to learn offensive line call plays from. So that's enough, also an issue for me. I'm not sure about Davis. I would agree with you on that one. Tava is a different story. Like when I was at the Lions game and I was, you know, I was watching from the bench, you can see like Tevin has a presence in that offensive line group that they uh-huh. don't show you on television. So he's okay. sitting there and talking with the coach and he's talking to the players being like this, that, and they're pointing out different okay. things. So he does have the ability to do that. Okay. Health is, health is a bit of a question, of course, you know, someone's going to bring that up. So, Oh yeah. I'll say that, but, you know, if you go with a guy like Van Pran, that's why I brought up my concern with, uh, you know, Powers is that you you have that one year center. I, I think that's fine, but with Van Pran, he does have a little more experience. You know, he's he's gone to two national title games, two yeah. national title games. If I'm correct. I don't really start at one. I think he was a backup on the second one. Right. But you know, he he's called though. He's made those calls. Yeah, I, I get it's going to be a little different coming into our organization. Right. But. You know, he's got the experience of doing it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, to uh, Jason UK uh, point, you know, there's uh, the guy from Denver, Cushenberry. Mm-hmm. So uh, he he's a possibility mm-hmm. to bring in as well. Um, sure. So, but I guess in fairness, if Justin is going to be the uh, quarterback, you can go with the center, rookie center. But if you have Caleb, I can't see you having a rookie center and a rookie quarterback. So, therefore, yeah. I, I think that would be a bad combination. Uh, that's I think that's well said. Can I just say, uh, I heard you uh, when I was taking a leak. Aldo, $10 super chat. Dude, come on, really? Man, you don't have to do that, man. We love you and appreciate you, Podfather. That's very generous of you. Thank you so much for You know I needed a race. That's why he did it. He know I Oh yeah, I gotta keep these guys paid. Yeah, yeah. Every week it's like you, you guys, you guys ready to do the show? We're like, well, uh, when's my money coming, shorty? (laughs) (laughs) Then I actually try to give some to PJ. He's like, I don't want your money. (laughs) Hey, bro. You know. Uh, it looks like uh, you're it, looks like you're getting your next pay uh, payday, uh, Walt. <laughs> if, if I may, if I may say, it is truly a pleasure to be on here with you guys. Mm-hmm. So I don't need the money per se. I mean, I'm I'm good, but appreciate it. But man, thank you, thank you, just for the fact that I can be here with you guys, talk football, talk about my favorite team, the Bears. Uh, it's a blessing. So, man, that's that that's payment enough for me. Uh, PJ, you know that he's gonna cry now. I appreciate you saying that. So, I will give. So, Walt wants it. He'll take it. Hey, go ahead, have it. <laughs> and oh, by the way, before I forget, 
my grandson, the freshman, uh, had 27 points last night. Just want to put damn that what playing what what center point guard or uh, shooting? Or, well, he, he plays uh, either the shooting guard or the small forward, either one. Really? Yeah. Damn, multiverse. Yeah, he's a he's a he plays which, uh, which number? Which number? Number he's still number twenty five playing basketball. When he was playing football, he wore number thirteen. He played like wide receiver as picture? well as huh? The picture that you sent us of your of your grandkids in their uniforms was he is he on the same team with those guys or different? That's a, he, he's he's a freshman, so he uh he played with the freshman. He didn't want to play with the big boys of varsity. Uh, oh, okay. So but, you, so you have four in in high school football. Damn. Yes. yes. So he had twenty seven points last year. Look out for the PJ Juniors in the NFL and the NBA guys. Hey, I'll give you another ten bucks if you all take your shirts off. Aldo says, "All right, I'm doing it." Gotta keep, we gotta keep this show alive. <laughs> and the video gets taken down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have tiny nipples. Nobody wants to see those. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we really don't. Uh, we really don't want to see that. Oh, no. I know that you do want to see my... I, I know you do want to see this, though, in case you haven't. Man, can I get this guy to... Can you go back, go back down to Florida for a while there, guy? I mean, I need you to darken who, who, up a little bit. Who has a Bears jersey under their skin? Come on. Loser? Losers? <laughs> Come on. I'm pulling my <laughs> Oh man. I tell you what, man. The um this job is it's like being and I'm I'm not joking. Like the only science that I don't have to learn yet is like aqua. Um, I had the uh, I said it to my wife earlier, but I screwed it up. It's like a marine bio. Uh, it's being is becoming a, a marine biologist. It's like chemistry. I'm a chem I have to become a chemist, a quantum physicist, a um, an, an engineer, a electrical engineer, a mathematician, and two other things, but I can't remember. In this new job, so it's it's been like so um, exhausting on my brain that I literally come home and I talk to my wife on Facetime like this. Well, you talk to me for four and, and, and hours. Talking, with, talking bears like tonight, I didn't want to do the show. I was like, I was so mentally exhausted from just uh, too much I can get into that nobody cares about. But uh, talking with you guys, like truly. Truly, truly, truly is the highlight of my week, and I, I love you guys for man. You, PJ, Walt Foster's not here. Vinny, our guests, it's great to see. Aldo, seeing you in here tonight is like it really warms my heart because it it means something to all of us to see you in here tonight, Podfather. Everyone in chat, Jason UK, part of the British Bear Show, which I think they're gonna read. They're gonna reboot up this. Uh, this Tuesday, Swifty, Robbie, Leonidas, even though we disagree on stuff, you, know, you guys have all been respectful. Uh, GCA, great to see you again. 
I'm not necessarily ending the show because we have, we'll go like nine more minutes, but I just want to put out my uh, my shout outs to all of you guys that makes this part of the week so like such a difference when you're just thinking like in a different man like when, when you're thinking in a different world which is what i've been in all these last two weeks learning training for this job to just unwind and talk with you guys has just it turned me into from a zombie into like back to me again and i appreciate you guys all of you so thank you everyone for that I'm done. You guys can keep talking. Oh, man, you I was going to say, make PJ cry. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Shout out to Swippy. Uh, Swifty, Swifty. I mean, everyone, listen, there's been so many. Aldo, Swifty, J2K, everyone that's been in this chat, Robbie, Cliff. Cliff's one of my best friends Mark now. Hey, Zach. Cliff, a lot of you guys in the chat. A lot of, a lot of yeah, you guys in the chat. So, like, there's been such a wonderful network of friendship and um, just um, being becoming united as Bears fans, doing this with all the different people that have their own channels, like Aldo and Swifty and everyone else out there. It's, yes. You know, it, this makes it fun to be a Bears fan because we have all been through the the. the you're crying out loud. Eric Kramer still see. I'm not saying CJ Stroud's the answer for the Bears, but like in his first season, he had better stats than Eric Kramer. I mean, uh, in his first season starting, Jordan Love had better stats than Eric Kramer. Like, is this dude crying for real? 4,159 yards passing, 32 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions for Jordan Love. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you were crying for real for a minute. I was like, wait a minute. What you doing, bro? <laughs> I, was, I know. I'm a boxer. I was a Bears fan. I, I, there's a Packer friend that I work with now. So I got up to go to lunch. I look at my phone. Mark Kazak. I see my phone's on. Do not disturb because I'm in. I, I can't be bothered at work. So I'm like, see Mark Kazak. Oh, I can't wait for the show tonight because there's all this shit to talk about. Like uh, how uh, Jim Harbaugh wanted to be a Bear, the Bears head coach. And um. It, because they wouldn't draft uh, Caleb Williams, he he didn't do that. I was like, of all the crying out loud that I've done for Jim Harbaugh, if that's the case, it like ruined my day. So as I'm I'm walking out of the room, I pass a Packer fan. I'm like, you know, you're the reason why the Bears, why us Bears fans, like are, are so like you know, in such up in arms. I'm like, that's all I have to say. And I walked out, and he's, he just laughed at me because we get to see Jordan Love. Passing for more yards in the first season as a starting quarterback in, in the full – well, it was 17 games, but I was going off the first 16 games comparing it to, to uh, Aaron Rodgers and to Eric Kramer that it was better than both. He just okay. added on to it that final game, which just happened to be against us, which makes it just so hard to be a Bears fan. And so not to reignite a whole other conversation about all that shit, but we are like – we're jaded as Bears fans. It's hard not to be. But it's awesome when we all get to hang out and talk and see Foster without a shirt on. Oh, my goodness. What the hell? Is, oh, no. Man, I oh, God. What, what did you ask crap. for, Aldo? Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Let me uh, let me interrupt real what quick. What Aldo ask for right now? Oh, hold on, man. Let me, let me interrupt real quick. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Charles, Charles Johnson. 
he uh, says today is a one year anniversary of my of my Boy, first of three strokes last the year. The fucking cheddar cheese, Boom. man. Hold on a second. Char Wait, so, Charles. So Charles, wow, God bless you, man. May you get healthy and continue health, man, and get better. I'm I'm glad, man. I was giving a shout out to Charles Johnson there, uh, Foster. Wait, hold on a second. Charles, we appreciate you for being here, hanging out with us tonight, and we hope that your health continues to progress considering what you just said. So that's that's pretty serious, man. And yeah. we hope that you are well in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. We lost Foster with his shirt off. Yeah. He, he looks so beautiful. His connection broke on him. I know. It was like his own internet was like, I love those pecs for a 750-year-old man. Oh, hold on. Where's, where's Switzy at? I like, know we get a super chat for that, right? Foster win with his shirt off. So we yeah, got here it is. Here it is. There it is. All right. <laughs> Way to come through, Swifty. Way to come through. <laughs> Super Chat. Swift Sports Network. Five dollars. Foster made it a party. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. You you wouldn't give me to do that. I don't want to scare people. Man. <laughs> Man, oh my goodness, this <laughs> is so takes your breath away, dude. Swifty, Swifty, like one of the biggest uh, Bears podcast. Swifty has like Bears players talking to him, and he just five dollars super chatted us for, hey. for, for, for see Foster, that, Foster bod. <laughs> Gotta see that Foster bod, that's what it is. Swifty, thank you, brother. We appreciate that, man. Uh, Swifty, <laughs> uh, as far as me taking off my shirt, I don't think you guys want to see a six-year-old man's uh, body there. Uh, I, I, I think I, uh, I made the right choice there. I'll keep my clothes on. <laughs> yes, uh, Foster Foster had the best-looking body out of all of us to, to come on there with our shirt on. I will say that much. <laughs> well, I ain't going to say that either. But... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Well then, well wait, wait, then prove it. Okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna prove this right here. Uh, what is his name? Uh, oh no, no, no pictures from 20 years ago, PJ. <laughs> nah, man, I ain't gonna do that. I'm not it's gonna show. No, I'm not gonna show any pictures, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna show you a picture of my body when I was 22. Well, I could do that shit too. I got it. A six pack. You know? I don't even have a picture of my body when I was 22, bro. <laughs> they didn't have cameras back then, dude. That's why. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Oh, man. Well, that's a good way to wrap up this show after two hours. In like 55 seconds, we can end this show. I like the exact dot would be fun. Because I have to get back to uh, unwinding my brain and rethinking mathematics and quantum physics and chemistry and, and, and physics tomorrow. So you guys in chat are so awesome. Aldo, Swifty, thank you for your super chats. You guys are awesome. You guys are our biggest supporters of this channel, and you guys have so much influence to help us with that, and we – Greatly appreciate that. STC, GCA, Foster, 
we missed you tonight, my brother. Ravi, Jason UK, check out the British Bears with Jason and Chris Watts. I think they're going to do that this Tuesday, as long as we can get that figured out. Ravi, come up. Bruja7. Kim Grunwald? Great to see you, Kim. GCA. Who else do we have? Yeah, AC Adam Charles here earlier. Charles Johnson, of course. Ravi, come up. Uh, what, what, hold on a second. Cliff. Love you, Cliff. Love you, brother. Just want to say that. Mayhem. Thanks for joining us. STC. Go ahead, buddy. L love you, Cliff, man. I love you, Cliff. If I wasn't here right now, I'd be having dinner with you this, this weekend. King Buka. Love you, King Buka. Ravi, much love for hanging out with us. A lot of new people. Shannon Evans. Luminous, great to see you again. It's been a while, Luminous. Of course, Leonidas, JCA. Jay Grizz. Jay Grizz. <clears throat> Bruja uh, 7. Yeah. Well, let's just scroll all the way up to the beginning. There we go. And then Nano CBD. Nano. What's up, Nano? J2K, man. Love seeing you again, brother. You know that we missed you. Tony Moy, good to see you again. Charles Johnson, man, continue to get better, man. Keep on getting better. Please do, Charles. We're in your corner, brother. James Hunter, good to see you again. All the all the regular man. Heidi was in, in chat tonight, too. Who was? Heidi. 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 Yes. Yeah, Heidi Zimmerman. Hey, didn't we see Doug Van Dorn today? No, no, Doug Van Dorn. Yeah, I was. I thought he was maybe in at the beginning, but I can't scroll up that far. Doug's got a cat. Yes, he, he has a litter box to clean, so I get it. Uh, makes sense. Hair Bear was with us tonight, and Laz. New breed. Leo Factor One was in here. New breed. Go, go. And Don Burr was here. Listen, go represent the NFC North in the fucking Super Bowl, dude. Go do it. I'm the world. There's, I, I support you as a, a jaded fan of our team. Like, you guys have, you know, you're seeing like a, a David Montgomery coming on Twitter. I love Detroit. Well, of course, why wouldn't you? You're doing something that no no team has done in Detroit forever. If you were on the Bears doing that, you'd feel the same way. Anyone would about their team that had been like a in that in the position that they had not won shit until now, and and broken all these records as a team as far as playoffs and wins and stuff. That's awesome for you guys. Appreciate you guys, and uh, you know all all love and good feelings for you guys because you guys you know New Breeze been on the show. Don Burr, we would love to have you on the show, although I know you never will do that, but much respect to you as a as a fellow fan of an NFL team. So go get him, bro. Randy B. It's a new guy. Thanks for joining us tonight, Randy B. Dobsy34. Hey, you guys in the chat are awesome. Uh, I, mean that I mean that sincerely. You guys are truly awesome. We appreciate you joining us and uh, appreciate you guys in the chat. Um, if 
there's, you know, things we can do to inspire you, uh, encourage you. Uh, hopefully the show can do that for you. I know we talk football and we talk scenarios, but at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all people. And I want you guys to be able to, hey, have a good time. I mean, be able to get, get away from your worries coming to this and show. It, it is, it is a, a serious uh, therapy session, right? Because we, we're all going through the same thing together. And opinions are what? They're like assholes. We all have one. So as long as you don't make your asshole stinky, just take a shower. <laughs> just wash your ass once in a while. You know what I mean? That's all it takes. Don't be well, sticky. Since you put it that way, huh? yeah. don't, don't be a sticky asshole with your opinion. Because everyone yeah. has one. And so you can make it stinky, you can, you can keep it clean. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the important thing. You know, be respectful. I mean, be respectful in the, in the chat. You know, you guys uh, be respectful. I mean, most of you are. So I'm not even talking to most of just, just a No, few. we're not saying anyone has been, but it's just nice that, that we yeah. have this awesome crowd that are that we're we're all we're all here just to hang out and have our own opinions and have fun and mm -hmm. debate back and right. forth and talk about them because none of us can change the narrative of this. They're gonna do what they're gonna do. And whether or not we want to be right or wrong, some of us are, some of us are not. It doesn't I will matter. make a phone call to we don't run this team. I will. Yeah. I'll make a phone call to polls and say, "Hey, I know you should." Well, well, well. Right um, I know you're going to have those videos ready for us again, so we'll get that ready for the next uh, the draft. Phone call? Why don't we just drive down to Hallis Hall, talk to him directly? Well, hey, yeah, that, that's closer for you than it is for me. So, you know. but but PJ will get the videos and we'll play them for the next draft marathon that we have. And by the way, Aldo and Swifty and anyone else that has a, a podcast, we want to we're going to do a live marathon of the draft this year again it was a lot nice. of fun last year and we want yes. to have all you guys that have your own podcast even if you're running it at your time if you can like we will hop in and out one at a time and, and you can join us like yeah. pj can hop in and out and pj aldo will be having one on the barroom network swifty will be having one you know walk can hop out uh, pj can hop out aldo can hop out and come in here we can all kind of like go back and forth plus there's other you know, podcaster friends that we had, like uh, Ville from the Three, uh, Three Point Stands podcast. You're telling and, me to hop uh, in and out of, my, uh, out of this show? Is that what you say? Absolutely. Nick Rohde from, from Just Another Year. We want to, even Nomad from the, the, the Nomad Network. We want to have everyone kind of all come together and hop in and out of each other's podcasts this year. That's my goal. Oh, you said for me to hop in and out of their show. Yeah, so going to Aldo's, going to Swifties, going oh, to Jay's, okay, okay. going to Ville's, going to Nomads, and vice versa. We can all just come in and out, and we can include all you from chat that would like to join us Pause. when this draft day comes up. Because mark it, book it, set your notifications, tell all your friends, like, subscribe, because we're going to do a marathon for the draft. And so are other podcasts, and you know who you are, and you know who, who they are. And if you don't, we'll direct you to them and back and forth. And we're going to have a, a gigantic, friendly, fun, united Bears podcasting draft. I got to go. I have to go on Swifty's show. I just have to go on Swifty's show. He says, Swifty. You're welcome anytime, my, my brother. Swifty, you got to get me on there, man. We're going to have to do something. We have to do something. We'll see what we should do. Let's get all the everyone together in one giant room. Just make a big schedule. Who's going where? 
That's what I'm saying. Like uh, Aldo and 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 Swifty and Ville from Three Point Stands podcast. If you don't know him, go check him out. Uh, uh, Nick Rody from Just Another Year, Nomad Network. Um, anyone else that we can think of? Jason UK from the the British Bears on our show. Oh yeah, uh, Chris Watts. Jason, Jason uh, got Tracy was on tonight. You know Joe Mandel. Everyone just we all just kind of hop in and out and go back and forth and talk on each other's podcasts. We can all hop in and out as chat members and have a Shorty. have a draft party. GCA, yes, a draft Shorty. party. Shorty. especially with such a the, the, the biggest draft of all time in Bears history. Shorty, give Swifty my information. I will. Okay. You heard me. You heard me, Swifty. Shorty, going to give you uh, my information. But, but listen, PJ, Swifty doesn't. You would never even know that Swifty has a phone. <laughs> you can text him five times. You can text him five times an hour all day long. Because he's sitting around his computer, just like making Bears videos, looking at his Twitter on on his computer all day, all day and night long, and never looks at the damn phone sitting right next to him. Oops, I'm just trying to find my, there you go. Maybe he just doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I work 24-7, but never on your phone, Swifty. It's always on your damn computer. This is like the first time that we're about to end the show with 63 people watching. That's a I think that's a record. So we love you guys. You guys are awesome. You guys are what makes this go around. Make sure that you tune in every Thursday night at what normally is 9 p.m. Eastern time, but I'm in Chicago, so it's it's going to be like, uh, I think I'm leaving this Sunday, so it might be back to 9 p.m. Eastern time next week. But uh, Which is still the same time. Yeah, it doesn't change. Well, for me it does, but not you guys, yeah. Well, other than I, the last couple of weeks have Shorty, been uh, half an hour later. You pulled off the own show here, buddy. Ah, shit. That's okay. That's fun when I got pulled off my own show. I like it. So, uh, oh, Leonidas. Um, no, let me answer that. Let, let, let me answer that, Shorty. Dude, I make circuit boards, Leonidas, for like a, one of the biggest Shorty, companies let me in the answer. country. Let me answer it for you. He works for Walmart. Secret <laughs> squirrel type stuff. <laughs> I can't tell you, yeah. I, I, I can't divulge that information to you, Leo. Leonidas, <laughs> but seriously, it's it's you guys are what makes this team go around. So I want to thank you guys too because it's been I lean on you guys in times like this. So we can keep this going because we we're building a fan base, and you guys, everyone in chat is you know proving that. And so we love all you guys, every one of you guys, you guys that make the show go around, you guys that are in chat. We love all you guys, Foster. We miss you tonight. We want to thank Vinny Parisi for joining us. Awesome yes. guests, awesome things to say. Always welcome. And there's a revolving door of that coming around. We're looking to have Eric Kramer back on again soon. Uh, we have a couple of other guests lined up for the next couple of weeks. And uh, yeah. we'll let you know what they and are. And Shorty calls you and then talks on the phone with you for like four sure. hours. You don't shut up, PJ. I went to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning and had to work the next day at 8 o'clock. So wasn't yeah, me sure. that was doing all the talking. You, you, you don't shut up, dude. Those of you in the chat, I answered. Oh yeah, you're right. You do. Look at that. It was that simple. I could have just hung up on him. 
<laughs> so which guys in the chat? Which one y'all? Which one do y'all think to do the most talking between me and Shorty? That's definitely me. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm telling you. The last two weeks has definitely been me. I think it's because I've just been so brain fucked with all the things I had to learn. And man, it's hard. It's hard greeting people at Walmart, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Hard. It's. it's hard I, I'm not used to dealing with all these people walking with carts. I'm, I'm just like. Man, uh, what, what uh, do I say? Well, I, I can't yeah. say. Do you need a cart? You already got it. I mean, what what, what, what can I say? Uh, Shorty, I think you're winning by a landslide there. Uh, <laughs> Gunrault says Shorty. Mr. Mayhem says Mr. Shorty. So I think uh, you're the one who do most of the talking, sir. Well, I think people. that. Well, thank God because I am the host of the show. So. If it was not that way, it would be a failure, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm the host of my own show, but I, don't, I, don't, I never talk. <laughs> did you Did you guys see what uh, uh, Charles Johnson said? I was in Target the other day, and someone asked if I was PJ. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Only thing I can say is you must be a good-looking man. <laughs> Swifty said he voted you, bro. He's the only one. <laughs> and he's only doing that to troll me, that's all, because he knows I don't talk we're talking much. about this show, not everyone. Swifty knows all the other ones. These are a bunch of newbies that haven't seen you talking more than me. Oh, I, oh, oh there we go. I win. <laughs> okay. Way to end the show right there on that. That was that could not have been more well said. Guys, we love you in chat. You guys are the only reason why we continue to do this. Seriously, I mean that 1,000%. We want to thank you, Aldo, for your super chat. Swifty, for your super chat. I'm like, I feel like I owe that. I'll just send that right back to you in a super chat the next time you're doing a live show because I feel like we owe you for that. So thank you. And, uh, Foster, we miss you tonight. We want to say thank you to Vinny. You were a great guest. And uh, it's been great talking to you guys tonight because it seriously takes away from some of the monotony that's been going on in, in recently in my life. My life was not as difficult as this is right now So, uh, as far as work. So I love this with you guys. And it's what makes my world go around. So let's go. Let's end this shit on a one, two, three, bears. Or not. <laughs> Man. One more time. One, two, three. Four. Bears. Bears. PJ. No. Who's no. ending the show? Are you running it well or is it me? Well, I was waiting for PJ here. But it was... No. Oh, so I'm, not saying, I, I, I'm not saying bears tonight. I'm saying Justin Fields. Oh. <laughs>